Welcome back to Sweat and Grime, everybody. I'm your host, Brian. And Rick. And tonight we've got Rick's buddy, Matt. Matt. What's up, guys? And so you go ahead and introduce him because I don't know Matt. Well, Matt's a, Matt's a longtime friend in the construction trades. He's got quite a bit of knowledge and vast experience. And we're here live just bringing them and drilling them today. Heck yeah. Matt? I'm ready, guys. But in a non-sexual way. I just I want to specify there. We're <laughs> no not drilling. drilling them in a sexual way. This is... This is this is Rick a did purely just drill uh, eight holes in uh, you know one of my customers' yards the other day <laughs> with his twelve inch auger around. That's what she said. <laughs> so Matt, tell us about you. Yeah, yeah. who Give are us- you and what do you do? Well, gentlemen, uh, shit. I'm Matt Totten, uh, born and raised in Bright, Michigan. Uh, been all over the U.S. here and there. You know, I have a beautiful five-year-old, five-and-a-half-year-old daughter, if you ask her. Uh, yeah, girls know. get upset about that. Oh, yeah. I have oh. two boys, yeah. and they are seven and five. Yeah, until we they get ca- till what, 30, and then they're like, don't, no, I'm 29. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and guys are still like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Like, I couldn't tell you right yeah, now but how the old girls, I am. the girls yeah. count by half years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Five, half, six, six, yeah, half, six, half. She, uh, my, her mom and I, we, we made a pretty awesome... Uh, little kid so but yeah happy dad uh well, we're glad to have you here yeah thank yeah you. absolutely thank thanks you. for being on yeah Mike, just a little closer oh shoot sorry it's, it's you know right. what it's all right rookie podcasters make the same i was yeah. so rick actually has the opposite problem he keeps opening I his mouth it. and trying to get it on the microphone oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just about the right talk about ro- talk about rookie so i don't know if you guys are hunters at all but i i i'm just you know back into the game you know i love hunting but i just got into saddle hunting i don't know if you guys know what that is, well, is this for women kinda, it was like a sex chair you know but from a tree no Ooh. so it's like a lion's men belt you know it's wow. like you're hanging like it's a, like a sibian is what you're saying you yes. sit up on, a, on the in, in the tree on a Sibian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I you have just, to. The challenge is to stay quiet so the deer comes to you. Yep. I can just exactly. see it now. Exactly. Matt, Matt's in the dating world, and the, and the first date comes over, and she comes in the room. And he's hanging from the fucking ceiling. <laughs> Whoa! I mean, hanging from Brian's freaking uh, column in his basement. <laughs> no. But yeah, no. So, anyways, you let's know, get down to rookie mistake. I'm. Coming down from the tree, you know, it's 25 feet up. I descend. I get all my sticks that climb up to the tree, and I look up, and I'm like, my fucking backpack's still 25 feet up in there. Ooh. It's pitch dark. So yeah. I had not practiced in the dark to get back and reattach. I do it in the daylight. Yep. Yeah, so anyways, that kind of That's, a rookie Brock uh, <laughs> podcast. So, rookie. so what is saddle hunting? So saddle hunting is you got a – it's a harness, kind of like a rock climbing harness, that you're you're tethered off to the tree, so you got a lion's belt. You go up with the lion's belt. You know you have little sticks. You you know there's multiple ways to get up the tree, but you're tethered off when you get to the top with a noose right to your uh, bridge, and you just hang there, man. It's oh no shit! So, so you, there's no blind involved whatsoever. No, you're just the tree. No shit. Yeah. That and you does do sound 360 you just degrees like instead of being stuck on like yeah. a tree stand. You just kind of swivel around on the tree. Oh yeah, it's fun. No you shit. just blow with the wind and shit. Up oh there, yeah. Once dangling? I once I got like. Accustomed to it, yeah. Now it's fun. It's that's like, awesome. Whoa, hey, yeah, the first uh, time I think I'd be a little. Oh, I shit uh, my pants. I yeah. hate heights. I hate well, heights. I'm right there. With I you. could already tell he's just that fucking uncomfortable podcasting, bro. We need to hang him from the rafters. It would get him up in his saddle. I don't have it this week. Uh, Go get some rope. Once you get the Sibian involved, if you guys want to push, relax. If you guys want to push, uh, pause on the, you know, or can you push? <laughs> we, we, yeah. So yes, <laughs> and uh, I'll go <laughs> home and get, get it. It's only in Brighton. So hour hour later. Yeah. yeah. So what did you do and? How'd you get into the trades, man? So, oh man. So back in the day, I started probably 
when I was 18 ish, you know, or I, well, working at the ice rink, the owner of the ice rink in Brighton, uh, he owned his own construction company too. So I just dabbled with helping him build houses every two years. He'd build a new house and we'd be the gophers. And then, uh, kind of dwarfed into that, got into, uh, a residential building program at Washington Community College and did that. And that was in the shit of, you know, our country, you know, beautiful the, recession, yeah, the recession, you know, yeah. I didn't know anything of it. I didn't have any money vested in anything. So I was like, I'm still broke, whatever. Yeah. But the, the only thing that driver, through, you know, the only thing that pulled through the recession was the trade. Well, we, can it's, you it's say that good. though? Cause I can tell you I could there was it. shit working down in Texas during the recession. It's fucking yeah. Texas, dude. Nothing comes good from Texas. Oh, don't. I'm Texas. Not, we're not even, oh, that's a whole other podcast. Fuck that. We're going to mute. So we'll just do this. So Matt, tell us. <laughs> so we'll just mute. So mute anyway, Rick I did that, help. and I, you know, I met so many cool people, and that was like the start of my uh, schooling. You so know. what were you going to school for? Uh, that was just for residential building. It was okay. just, you know, yeah. I was taking just stupid things, you know, little uh, gen eds. Yep. But then I, that was actually like a full on, like it was a job, like sure. Monday through Friday, you showed up at seven, you built a house, like it was half class, half uh, in the field. So we were in this giant warehouse, built this thing. And then after that, they sold it and they, somebody lives in it now. So oh, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was a manufactured home. Yeah. So, or yeah. So met one of my awesome. best buddies there. You yeah. Know, that is awesome. Uh, You know, that I met in that. Then we moved into Ann Arbor, went on from there and then. He was. He went to work for a timber building company, and then I kind of just did my thing. I was stoner, just doing you know whatever. <laughs> uh, and then there's no work really, so I was a Zamboni driver for a long time. And then all of a sudden, uh, one day I was like, you know what, I gotta spread my wings. Before so, before we go down that road, yeah. Does the Zamboni driver really pull some chicks? I've always been curious. You know what? You're kind of a one man show out there. It, all eyes are on at you. At that time in my life. I wasn't really a ladies man. Like I, I had a lot of girlfriends, like just friends that were girls. But sure. I was, wasn't like a, I was. I was just yeah. fucking having no a good time. No stick and ski. It's it's uh, just a there's, friends. There's a couple times. Okay. You know, yeah. it was, it was, you know. Hey. You know. There's. But that, the goal driving the Zamboni now, was not to go Zambone somebody. Oh, it was the Zamboner. <laughs> you know. I think I got a. I yeah. think his voice sucked him in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He does have a but, lovely podcasting voice. Oh, I will thank say. You. Thank, yeah. you, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. I'd have to say. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's, it's got Rick now, going crazy on his microphone over you here. Know, dude, put now, that away, if, dude. If all these people seen us in real life, and from voice to picture, yeah. we, got, we got a face unique for TV unique. and a voice for radio. That's, yeah, that's true. That's it's, not it's very, you know, that's not common. combination right there. Yeah. So anyway, so, you know, I did that program and got done. And then all of a sudden nothing happened. And then uh, I was living with my one buddy who I met in that program. And he... Went on to Eastern Michigan for construction management, and I was like, I think I got to do something with my life. Yeah. So I was like, I applied, and I got in. I'm like, are you kidding me? I got into college? <laughs> Fuck. I barely graduated high school, you know? So, you know, I pretty much shadowed him. In other words, he did all the work, and I- Right. Copied? Just, yeah, I wouldn't say copy. <laughs> you know, he'll probably say different, but he, he was a studier. I was a partier. Yeah. He partied too, but he was very- goal oriented. And, you know, I just, once he graduated, I couldn't pass physics. And then all of a sudden I got a job with a general contractor and that's where my like career started as a superintendent. I have to ask. One so, sec. How uh -oh. did you, what? Before, you're going to throw me out. Cause I've got, I, okay. You go ahead. You all go right. ahead, Rick. Just before you got into that, 
Was that before or after Alaska? Oh, fuck. What the fuck was Alaska? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So hang on. Pause. Brian, go ahead. I was just going to comment. How did you like physics? Because fucking horrible. Physics was... So I started off in college. I understand I was like, it. Like this little mic stand. Yeah. It does. If I tip it, it will fall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can cattle every so, time. Guys, I got that same problem down below. But you know what? <laughs> There's an equation that could tell you why that's happening. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Let me check my phone real quick. Yeah, I don't exactly. know what the fuck it is. So I started out in college. I was, you know, coming out of high school. I was like, fuck, I'm going to be an engineer and this is going to be awesome because I love how stuff works yeah. and I'm going to be so good at it, make a lot of money. And then you get into college and they're like, okay, freshman year, you got calculus yep. and you got physics. And I'm like, what? And there yeah. wasn't any like initial, I remember sitting on one of my first <laughs> courses. I think it was, uh, oh fuck, it was like materials engineering or something. And they're talking about these these polycrystalline structures. And I'm like, what are we even talking about? Like, no, there's no training course. Yeah. Like what the fuck? There's no training course. Is there like a pre-course to this? Mm -hmm. And physics was that way. So one of our equations that I had to go home and solve was like, if there's two flies and they're flying towards each other on a train, that's moving 80 miles an hour (laughs) and, and the train collides into something, what forces are going to be exerted on the flies? And I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> I don't fucking care because that's four pages worth of very complex math that I have yes. no desire to solve. Nope. I would have just said the flies. Are They're going to fly in and fly out the asshole. That's dude. That's, so and those two away. classes. Boom. Yeah. So calculus, unfortunately, because of my, so I ended up switching, I think to business. I want to say that cost me six grand to fail oh, it. To twice. fail it. Yeah, absolutely. So because <laughs> like, unfortunately towel. I decided to switch over to business management, but I fucked myself mm-hmm. because I chose engineering first. And because I failed calculus one, I could get away with not retaking physics because I failed physics too. Yes. But calculus one, I couldn't go to the easy calculus because I had already failed calculus one for engineers. So the only way to get that off of my record or at least better is I had to retake it. Mm-hmm. And so I took calculus one twice and I still can't tell you anything about calculus because crowning moment of calculus one. Yeah. I'm totally underwater. And because the way my mind works is if you, if I understand the way things work, I can reverse engineer and go, oh, okay, okay, here we are. Yeah. And so I raised my hand at one point in this class and we're like, fuck, I don't know, six weeks in. And I'm like, when will we really understand how this stuff works? And he goes, oh, not until like calculus four. And I was like, fuck, I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm just out. I'm not here to learn calculus. Yeah, you gotta get my fucking, I, You know, show me how this degree. works so I can actually make something. No, you don't understand how it works yep. until calculus four when we can explain it. Yeah. Hey. And I was special ed in high school. Like, not you know, I I I went to the the room to take my test because I would just get overwhelmed watching yeah. people like turn their tests in, in thirteen and here seconds. You are in calculus. Yeah. And and I'm physics. like physics. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I don't have that special person to just sit there and like if I needed help to figure something out, they'd sure. help me. Right. You know, and then I figure the fuck out. Right. It's just I don't learn like that. So I'm a hands-on learner. So that was kind of like construction. I just like ran with it. So I will and say this real quick. That really sticks out to me. You just said you were a special ed person. And the initial instinct is to laugh because you're making fun of someone. But yeah. you legit had to go to the special I ed I will room. 100% tell people I was special ed. And you, know? you have had, up until this point, I'm assuming, unless Rick just picked you up off the street and cleaned you up a little bit, you've had a pretty good career voice, in the bro. trades, correct? I was the voice. I've done very well up until COVID. And, uh, you know, after and COVID, totally I'm doing well, too. Oh, I was about to say, yeah. you're in here talking about starting your business. Yep. So I, that is one thing that I love about the trades is it is not dependent upon how many tests you take. It's not dependent upon what piece of paper you can show to someone yep. that you got a shiny gold star in this class. Yeah, It is totally 
up to you on your drive and your work ethic and what yep. you can complete. Exactly. It's exactly. a great focus for everybody. But before we talk about the so wild Alaska, man, I'm sorry, Alaska. Uh, before we talk about the wild man, <laughs> we're going to solve the great debate tonight. Ooh. Okay. What is the great? You've referenced the great debate like great eight times. Debate. I don't know what you're talking about. Red Bull. Versus the white monster. And see, this is the problem is you're under the impression that we've been debating this whole time. No. But when when someone is spouting facts <laughs> yeah, but and the other got... person is spouting nonsense, that's not a debate. Yeah, but look, there's three it's people. Science, it's man. science, man. It's science, yeah. Look, there's three people in the room tonight. <laughs> one wants monster. The other one wants Red Bull. <laughs> right? And Totten's going to be the winner. He's going. He's going to pick who's going to win tonight. Because you and I have been debating. All right. If all you're right. It's a bold strategy, Totten. <laughs> That's a bold strategy. It's, it's been if you're in the dirt industry or the construction trades, Red Bull or vodka, or I mean, Red, Red Bull or vodka. <laughs> well, hang on now. Now that's after yeah. hours. Yeah. Red Bull or yeah. Monster, man. It's been our debate. That's, so that's true. We got it poured. All right, all right. We're gonna let Tot kind of do the. Yeah, Totten's gonna gonna be the deciding factor the judge, here because we're fifty fifty right now. Now I have to say, if he sides with me, are you gonna concede that this was never a debate? Ooh. No, see, I'm still, I'm still. Look, if you haven't noticed, it takes two monsters that are on the table to one Red Bull. To this do the sounds job. like kind of if you're talking to a true anti-vaxer. Like once I present you with these facts, are <laughs> you going to Well, no. I was I was just I was trying to make sure that you could double down. That's why I got two monsters to one Red Bull. Yeah, so he's got the green monster, which I don't even I've never even tried green monster. No. We've got my white monster, which uh thank you to Brandon who is an avid listener uh and one of my subscribers on Diesel and Iron. And he turned me on to the white monster. I was originally an original monster fan. What's the difference? So original monster has an ungodly amount of sugar in it. Yeah. Uh, and the white one is zero sugar. Gotcha. And so I will say original monster has a, listen to us. We're doing the fucking science of monster right, right now. Right. Um, we need to get Gordon Ramsay on here to, to discuss the debate, fine dude. details of monster <laughs> drinking. So uh, the original monster has a better flavor. All right. But I love the fact that this, uh, the can of this is 10 calories instead of 4,000. Nice. So uh, I've never tried green. And then I, I do want the record to show. I have never not been a fan of Red Bull. I've never hated on Red Bull. Yeah. It's just of the two, I have my preference. I just think of Jaeger. Yeah, oh, and that's, yeah that's, that's a whole other but thing. You know College thing, ruined though? Red Bull for me. <laughs> you drink Red Bull, you get your red wings. You know what I mean? Isn't that, Dude, have you been, isn't that been what women... Keeping up with the Red Wings lately? Fuck. Well, the Red Wings I was thinking of is, I was going to say, that's a totally different, Boom. we're not, well, not going to go there. Come on. It's, it's going, so, the fuck rings we're talking about? Let's talk, let's talk about the- Oh my gosh, the green is like oh, inking, a, drinking a lifesaver. Let's talk about the wow. wild side of Totten in Alaska. Yeah, so Totten in Alaska, well, well hang on, he, he took a sip. Did yeah, you try like the Red Bull already? Not yet. Okay. But. Jesus, this is like it's like drinking a, a freaking lifesaver. It's like it's yeah, like Jolly but it's Rancher almost too much at first. Yeah. yeah, but see, that's what Monster does to you. <sighs> oh God. Yeah. Okay, you got to try the white one though. The white one is the the more mild mannered, like the daily drinker, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the high octane fuel that the green one is. The monsters, the whatever the first monster that that's better than the Red Bull. Oh, that's ooh. where my brain's. Oh, that's a hit to the ego there. We're going to have to end this podcast. I thought that was bourbon. I thought it was chasing the monster with the bourbon. It was freaking Red Bull. I guess the debate's already over. I thought, I, I, like, yeah, I thought this was going to last Rick, is that the color of your for piss because you're so dehydrated after drinking all these Red Bulls? So, I need you guys to vote <clears throat> online 
And Brian, if you want to plug in there where they could vote. Yeah, so if you guys want to head over to dieselandironproductions.com, go to the podcast tab. It's over on the left-hand side. Uh, Rick needs some help here. Rick is claiming (laughs) he needs help. Uh, Again, he's acting like this is a debate. Let's just nail in the coffin. Please go over dieselandironproductions.com. Let us know. Just put Red Bull or Monster. That's all you need to do. You don't even have to explain it. We will know. They're not just, getting paid for this. Th- yeah, we're it's not getting paid. This dispute. is literally just us fucking around on the podcast uh, because Rick, again, thinks this is a debate. So if you guys will go and vote, dieselandironproductions.com. Now, we've been we've been leading it on here. What is Alaska? Oh, geez. So, yeah. So I, I was uh, getting down with a residential building. building, you know, days of my life. And then, uh, what was it, 07, uh, one of my uh, best buddies, Luke, Bonnewell, uh, he came back from school up at Davenport and his younger brother had moved up to Fairbanks, Alaska a couple years uh, before this. And he's an electrician, you know, he got out of Dodge, got with a good company and he was living life. And I think it was, ah, man, it was like New Year's or Christmas week, you know, we were all home and we got hammered at my parents' house, you know, came home from school. That's and, how all great tales begin. Yeah, like, you know, Christmas <laughs> break, and it was like, all of a sudden we were talking, like, let's go see your brother. And he talked us into buying plane tickets. Blacked out drunk, we bought plane tickets oh, that's to Fairbanks Glassa. I remember my mom waking up and being like, what is this in the printer? <laughs> like, two itineraries to fucking Alaska. I was like, See, what? that was pre-Amazon yeah. before you could and do the blackout Amazon was, shopping. Great, it was dude. set up to leave, like... The morning after, or you know, right around the last day of my finals. Oh so no! So it's like April twentieth, like four twenty. Fuck yeah, dude! Oh you know? yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. going to Alaska. So, yeah. So, anyways, we fly up there. Uh, got jobs on Fort Wayne right, Army Base, working for this uh, Osborne Construction, gnarly, awesome uh, joint venture with the Corps of Engineers, and we were just set off to go build shit. And no it's like, shit. you know, I knew a little bit, you know, but it was like, Oh man, this is a real job. Yeah. So we busted our ass freaking just hanging, you know, building walls, doing Tyvac, you know, we were Tyvac masters. You know, like they set us up for just do Tyvac. Like guys would frame the buildings and we just Tyvac, you know, no them. shit. So I had tape Here's and- a giant box of staples. Go <laughs> oh, ahead. Yeah. Oh dude. Hammer tackers. <laughs> quack, quack, quack. I don't know how many times I put them on my fucking fingers, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but the greatest job I've ever had with the greatest dudes I've ever met. And I'm telling you, you go to Alaska and you work, it's you can start your own life. You're like you could be the worst fucking person in the world and then you need to start over. I, I've often no heard one of knows Alaska, anything. I was about to say, Alaska's often still called the final frontier. Yeah. Like it's like you were a shitty person down in the lower 48. No one gives a fuck up there. Start up there and then yeah. you can just, you know, until somebody comes up there that knows you and they're like, oh my God, this guy was a fucking, you know, murderer and a. <laughs> You know, sex vendor, or whatever. You know, it's like holy shit. shit. You know, and we bought plane tickets, baby. <laughs> so I worked there all summer and just fucking made gnarly money, busted her ass. Had so the why best. did you come back? Uh I I still had because uh, it's cold as fuck. Well, well, I, I would have stayed up there, but I, I still had one one year of physics to finish to, at Oof. school. So I had Oof. to finish. Physics so I, fucks you again. Yeah, so I went back and I, you know, in the uh, what, late September, August, or whatever. And it was starting to get cold as shit. So went home. And then the following uh, year, Luke and I, you know, he went back to Davenport University and he was a hockey uh, goalie for them. And so school ended and we got in my Jeep, loaded our bikes up, some tires and some freaking gas cans. And we drove all the way back up there from Brighton, Michigan. All no, the way to, uh, how long was the drive? It should have been probably like eight days. Yeah, <laughs> we did it. 
straight. Oh, are you <laughs> like serious? Two hours, like or two days, and like some hour, like almost you didn't stop? just shy of three days. No, no shit. We we stopped in Winnipeg only because How about you, <laughs> you crazy Dutch bastard. <laughs> The time we left here, it was like the gnarliest like spring, like all this snow melt is like a warm, like quick spring mm-hmm. and everything in like the uh, Dakotas and stuff, all the snow melt flooded the Mississippi. So the border crossing was not there to get to Canada. So really? Like detour and all this shit. We're like, are we in a lake? Yeah. No, it was <laughs> the the sides of we're the, the expressway. Safe. Like there's animals on the fucking expressway because they're trying to get away. Like to they're trying ground. to get out of the water. Yeah. So we go like the border patrol crossing was a shed, like a shack. You know, it wasn't. You know, so yeah. we just went through and we slept in Winnipeg for like thirty minutes because we had to get gas, and then we drove all the way through there. Dude, it was the most. We had one CD. <laughs> <laughs> Once you need no drugs, so because we had to cross borders, and we're just like, well, what do we do? So since that road trip, have you ever listened to that CD again? <laughs> no, yeah. I think we got to. He can replay we fucking it. burned it. We got burned to it. like uh, like the Yukon Territory, which was you know two and a half days in, dude. I think we we bought four cases or something of uh, five hour energy because that was oh, when it first came out, man. and we're like. Yeah, the shots. Yeah, and like <laughs> shaking. It all got the way to there. the point. Like I think myself or Luke chucked the fucking CD out the window. But then also we're like, fuck. That was our only music. There's no fucking radio stations out there. So Luke had like the you know, that, done messed up. That was AAA. Like we made our way up there. We went to AAA and like got the roadmaps. You know, like we did the maps. Yeah, that's all pre GPS, so pre smartphone. Awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I yeah, it was. I had the flip phone razor, so no. Like know. it was a step up from the Oregon Trail. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, just <laughs> a little bit. You know. So like you know we we get going and all of a sudden like he's reading fucking you know whatever is interesting in the AAA magazine. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going anyway. So we get all the way up there and we work another, we start the summer, but all of a sudden something happens. The job site gets shut down and for like uh, uh, decamination for like the soils or something like that. So they shut, like put the job site on hold. No shit. I'm sitting like, dude, I, I need to make, as much money because I spent money that right year to, school. Yep. Just like thinking I was going to make another 50 grand, you know, and so went up there with too much credit card debt, had to pay it off. And all of a sudden I got shit on and got laid off. And I went and got a job at the only Home Depot within 900 miles in Fairbanks, a Alaska. Fellow Orange Apron. I was, the, oh, how long were you there? A reunion. I was there just yeah, for the baby. summer. But dude, I'm telling you, I was the man. Like, Instantly, they made me head of lumber. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, come on. I was over lumber yeah. and building materials. Oh, dude, I knew wood. I, I was eight. selling yeah. my wood like it was my job. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. But, dude, I was making side hustles. You know, like, yeah, contractors would come in. They're like, dude, I need all this shit, you know, bundled together and whatever. And, like, I would stage all their freaking lumber, put it out in the drive. They'd pay for it. They'd slip me a couple hundred dollars, whatever. Like, just put in my apron. Yep. Everyone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, motherfucker, I just... I just built this motherfucker's house. Right, absolutely. And that was when uh, Home Depot, I got a good story to go back to real quick, but uh, (laughs) uh, Home Depot would give you like the fake invoices. Yeah. Like you you had paid for it. Right. Well, I didn't know my left hand from my right hand when it came to that. I was new, you know, but I was put in charge of running the fucking lumber department. I love that too. That's exactly what they did to me. I I pretty much ran the whole store (laughs) because everybody was fucking dumb. You guys knew wood, man. So oh, absolutely. That's, that's kind of fucking scary. But it was absolutely. the best job. Like, f- the lack of pay, that sucked. But, like, 
it was the most enjoyable job I ever had in my life. Really? I get to just walk around and bullshit with people. That's true. That is true. Like from this time to that time, you can't be in an aisle. You got to be in like it's see the. I'm like, like oh my power god, power hours, baby. I'm like, <laughs> wake up, and I'm a happy person, you know. So it's like you get there, and we're all doing yeah, the chant and shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah. but I, I'm not a corporate person. I don't get on board, but I made fun with it, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, enjoy that. But my first day, so there, so my buddy uh, Andrew, who we lived with up there, and we lived in a dry cabin, like. 30 minutes outside. What's a dry cabin? No water. So it was pretty much like fucking outhouse. No running water. But it was this beautiful A-frame, uh, freaking right on the uh the river and everything. So we're rocking out, having a good time. Well, Andrew's a he likes dabbling some uh, fun stuff, you know, some mind altering uh things. So <laughs> which, psychedelics, baby. Yeah. So, anyways, so <laughs> I get a better place my though, big in a fucking day. cabin I got, in Alaska. I got right. fucking orientation. I get orientation in the morning. And I want to say I rode my I was riding my mom bike because I didn't have a car at that time. So or something happened. So I freaking uh talking about wood, man. I, I wake up, make coffee, and all of a sudden I toss some freaking ice cubes or uh, sugar cubes in my fucking coffee. It was sugar cubes dabbed with acid. You done messed oh, up, man. <laughs> I'm sitting there, freaking. I get to my freaking job interview or orientation. I'm like, oh, I'm like melting inside myself. Yeah. Oh so, my anyways, he came, grabbed me, took me away. They were like, "Where the fuck did he go?" I just left. Yeah. So he dropped me off at like the disc golf course with a bag of weed and whatever, and Calm just the let fuck me go. Down. So I just enjoy myself. He picked me back up after they got off work and shit, and then like two days later, I went back there and I still had a job. No shit, because they didn't know Fairbanks, Alaska. But if I would have called, <laughs> if I would have no show, no called, I would have been fired. Right, right. But but you know, a little hit of acid, some time right. to relax. You're yeah. good. You're so good. Anyways, so I worked up there for a while, and then you know I I drove back home, and uh, then I started my life back down here. And got with my superintendent position and yeah, never looked back. So you were a superintendent with what company? T.H. Uh, Marsh was the contractor I was working for. Okay. How many so, years there? Uh, I was there for 11 years. So yeah, it was great. Dang, that was a long so, time. Yeah, it was, it was what great. What was your interaction, job description? Like what? Yeah, what, what did you actually do? I was a fucking babysitter for grown men. And, and women. you guys were like no. a... Like, general uh, contractor. Okay, so we, okay. we did, you know, healthcare was our niche and still is. They're great. You know, I, I will never say a bad thing about them. They got me to where I am now, you know, in life, you know, things happen because of COVID and whatever sure. I went my way, they went their way, but they're still around. They're great. Is there a story that sticks out with Marsh, like an on-site job story or anything like that? Like I'm sure with a company that, that big in those job that, sites, I'm sure like, there's so, a dude, it's, dozen. You know, you know, <laughs> because the, you talk about babysitting full-grown fucking adults. Ah, dude. And there, there's nothing there's, worse than like a man drama series so of like meltdowns. So I was really, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a people person. You know, I, I get along with people, you know, and the everyone would be like, oh my God, you got this foreman as you're fucking, you know, running your jobs. Like your sh- job's going to go to shit. Yep. And I'm like, you know what? If you approach it with that, you know, that mindset. Yeah. Your your job's gonna go to shit. Absolutely. So if you meet it, you know, in the middle, and you just get on their level, and they make you get on. You know, I'm not there to tell you how to do your job. I'm here to make it easier, dictate and delegate how, like a schedule. Yep. So I'm not. I'm a jack of all trades. I'm a master of none. You know, but I learned enough. You know, by just listening. You know, because I was young. I was 26 years old. You know, running. A multi-million dollar jobs with you know, like these guys that are you know 
30-year veteran, you sure. know, foreman, union, you know, electricians, sure. plumbers. They work circles around you. Know, you. And they look at you like, fuck you. You're not going to do shit. You're not going to tell right. me how to do my job. I'm like, I'm not here to do my and tell you how to do your job. I'm here to get us all on the same page. Electricians, plumbers, you know, HVAC, the whole, the whole industry. Sure. Let's come to my office. Powwow. Bam. Let's do it. And just, you know, the second you kind of just like show them that you're here to help them. If you help me. Right. It was, it was, dude, it was one happy family. Like till this day, every foreman that was the worst foreman, quote unquote, they're my best buddies. Yeah. You know, and they're 67 years old now, you know, they were 50 when I came into the industry, you know, it's like, so it, it was fun like growing with them and then yeah. like still meeting for lunch with them and stuff. But like, you know, I think like everyone asks, you know, me like, what's the worst trade to oversee? And I'm like, there isn't a worse trade. There's it's the people. Yeah. You know, there's these giant companies that hire just the fucking, you know, people. Yeah. Bodies. Why? You know, you're not going to teach them how to do their trade. You're just going to, you know, throw them to the wolves and see know, what happens. If yeah. I ask them to get manpower because they're behind schedule, they show you know, throw up with, you know, 16 labor ready dudes that don't know their ass from their hand. And it's worthless. It's not getting you any further. It's, it's causing more problems down the road. So I guess like, I don't know, it's just been fun, you know, meeting every single type of person in the world and growing with them and not tell them how to do their job. But, you know, that was my thing. It was just, I just needed to make a, a safe, happy environment for people to come to and sure. go home from. Yeah. You know, I will say that's, that's one thing that, that the skilled trade. So training across the board in the skilled trades is terrible. I mean, it's yeah. kind of you, like you were just saying with new guys that come into the industry, you literally throw them to the wolves and it's either sink or swim. Yeah. And you don't really do anything to facilitate the actual training, yep. but where it really drops the ball, the skilled trades in general really drops the ball is when it comes to management, when mm -hmm. it comes to that kind of mid-level management, your foremans, your superintendents. Most yep. 90% of the time, probably it's guys who only got there because they were really good at running a dozer or, yeah. you know, framing a house or whatever the fuck it was. There's no actual training on how to manage people, which is a totally different skill set. And that's, yeah. And it, like, you've got natural abilities, which in all honesty, like that's where, that's how you got there and were yeah. successful. But there's so many guys and we all know them because we're all in the trades. Yeah. There's so many guys that have no business managing people. Oh yeah. And and really, that's kind of on the the companies that promote those guys. Yep. You can't just promote someone from running a dozer yeah. to running a crew. Like, you have to train that person on how to manage people because, like, what you just pointed out, yeah. you're a facilitator. Yep. Your job is I to dictate help. dictate and delegate. Yeah, and you coordinate all of the materials. You coordinate I hug guys. I shake hands. I butt slap. You know, whatever makes them happy when they start their day. Sometimes you got to tickle those balls. Yeah, yeah. You got to... <laughs> but... It's just, it's been a, I think it's been last, a long road, you know? Yeah. Last podcast, we were fondling with gloves on or something. <laughs> Which podcast? That was not this podcast, Rick. No. <laughs> Do you no, have no. a second podcast that's a little... The one before here. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, though, I mean, it, there's, there was always something of, like, you got to respect your elders. And then when you start, as a younger person, telling someone 10, 12 years older what you're going to do, there's almost like a sense of, you ain't going to tell yeah. me what to do. But after you stick you gotta it out, the respect. Yeah, after yep. you stick it out and you stay there a while and you build, you start building this camaraderie, and then you start building like this greatest achievement of like when you start delegating, you start putting the pieces and the puzzles yep. together. It's so satisfying as a whole to watch something happen from ground. I up. would say I went above and beyond 
what my title was. You know what I mean? Like, and sometimes it bit me in the ass, you know, but in the end it helped me out. It grew me as a person in the industry and got respect from my superior, you know, like the master of, you know, of all trades. Like they respected me as a person running a job. Like they would show up when a kickoff meeting would go, fuck yeah, you're on the job. This is going to go, it's, you're not going to fucking nag me. You're not going to, you know, micromanage me. I'm not there to micromanage. I'm well, there. That's the funny thing about management. So on the backside of everything, you're hired rec- to do with a job. Well, people yeah. recognize upper management yep. the, the, at the company yep. on the backside of all of this. They recognize that, Hey, if you can manage people effectively, like that's a, that's a skill set that we want you on this job. We like, we're recognizing the skill set, but on the front side of it, when they promote, it's not recognized to the point that like, Hey, we should send this guy off to take some management courses. So yeah. he really learns how to effectively yeah. manage. And that's the disconnect that, you know, you're one of the lucky ones that has natural abilities. The vast majority of people do not know how to manage yeah. naturally. Yep. That's like when I came into the industry, like that was 2008, nine. So, uh, you know, well, actually, 2008, I did an internship down in New Orleans, which was gnarly, dude. I bet. That was, uh, it was actually the, I think, one of the la- world's largest uh, heavy infrastructure, like civil companies. Well, was that? Take called, our audience. When did there. the hurricane happen down there? That was just after Katrina. No when, shit. So, so you that were was, in the. That was 2009, eight or it was nine. Then I was down there. I think Katrina was 06. So they were just yeah. on the up and up. Like, yeah. I think they just they just won the Super Bowl that season before, before we moved down there. But when I went down there for my internship with Kewitt Construction, which is just, they're huge. You know? Yeah. They, yeah. Anyway, so, and I knew nothing about earthwork. You know, I was not an earthwork guy, but I got shipped down there and worked with one of the biggest infrastructure companies in the world. Wow. And how long were you down there? I was there for six months or something like that. Gotcha. So, uh, Got down there, and that was right when the fucking BP oil spill happened. So it was like Oof. just one wave after another, yeah. just like, hey, here's a fifth. Or yeah. fifth. Fuck you. You know? So, <laughs> well, you, you, know, you were in the right man, area to catch that, a fifth. That's, that's true. Yeah. Dude, it would have been totally acceptable. <laughs> I was, you know, we were working on the, the world's right largest job. pump station. So it was this giant cofferdam that was like separating the Harvey Canal. And like it was a court joint venture again, you know. I get I get stuck in these joint ventures. You yeah. Know, fuck. You know, but they're great. You know, you learn a lot. A lot of opportunity. But, you know, you're just a number in that company. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I could have went on to work with them after you know school and stuff, but I just was like, uh, and I remember one day, you know, it was so hot, so miserable. I was just in the trailer and my foreman, which they're occasion, dude. they these guys are dark, 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 dark. You can't understand yeah, a fucking like, word. Why? So I like we had to hire this dude the way just to like are. sit in our job trailer <laughs> and like uh like pretty much tell us what our daily reports from our field guys said. And it was like it wasn't English, it wasn't yeah. where Japanese, it wasn't read Chinese. That line from? It was like <laughs> It was like, wait, that says he moved 300,000 cubic yards of dirt today. <laughs> it says Durka, Durka, Burka, Durka, you know, whatever. And you look out there and it's yeah. like, it's not even fucking close. And I don't want to be, you know, I'm not really, but it was just like, holy fuck. Like, but do these guys had a work, heart of gold? And like, I yeah. went to, like, we get done working like 12 hour shifts. Like, we'd go down in the bayou and like do a crawfish broils and stuff that their kids and their, you know, families gathered all day from the swamps and, it was just, that was every day. Yeah. Drink moonshine. It was crazy. And then go back to right to work. You yeah. Know? But, you know, so I, I, I got done fed up with that job and didn't even finish out my, uh, or, or I, uh, 
intern? my, my internship and just went like shut my laptop. Cause I was just sitting there just like, I was partying my ass off down in Bourbon street every oh, night, I bet. every night. And I just get home and just, I just slam my laptop and I looked over at my, like my boss who I was just his bitch, you know, doing all of his dirty work. And I just was like, I'm out, dude. Yeah. And I just drove straight north. No shit. <laughs> just left it. Yeah. yeah. And then that went story. into my superintendent life. But I just kind of jumped around. But yeah, dude, it was it was wild. That was, so that you, was got really a lot cool. of, you got a lot of experience and knowledge behind your belt, though. I, you know, like something I, you wouldn't I, I take get. something from everywhere. I've done everything, you know. Would you say, was this a fair statement? You learned more and got more experience getting into the trades than you could get at a college. Oh, fuck yeah. I didn't learn anything at school yeah. other and than to it, fuck it's off. It's real world knowledge. That's the facade that yeah. this world is selling because of the financial debt of yeah. just go to college and the oh, money yeah. and this and that. But you so, learned like, so much. I think like our generation, we we were just getting done with high school. The trades were doing horrible because of the fucking recession and they weren't promoting that. So that's why I was like, I'm going to college. Well, and on top, I was going to say, and on top of that, what our parents' generation- do? You know, yeah. college was the way for them. They told yeah. us that was the way for us. My parents didn't, but <laughs> <laughs> my dad worked for Ford and busted look, his ass. Son, I need to be honest you know, with you. you yeah. College is not your bag. Of t- <laughs> well, he, he, no, he, he told me hey, to look, not man. do what he did and don't work in the factory, but he made a great living working for Ford. Yeah. But there yep. was the last generation of like, you know, great money and yeah. pensions. Yeah, before and, everything you know, kind of tanks. Yeah, he's yep. living large, you know. Absolutely. That's a fair so. statement, though. Coming out of high school. I knew college wasn't for me. Yep. Oh, like, so did I. But I, I just passed. I passed with like a D. Plus, mm-hmm. yep. I knew college was not going to work. Sure, but but the negative connotation was, fuck, you're a failure. Yeah, go you to the trades. You yeah. can't make it. Right. Go there. Yep. And here you come out like a year or two later, making more than your math teacher. Yep. Right. Putting into hours. Oh fuck, you can make yeah. more than your math teacher right now at McDonald's. Like after a few years Teachers of working, shit. you know, in the uh, as a superintendent, like you know. I, I I lived off that salary, that bullshit salary they gave me, but I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. But then what would also you tell I people, what would you tell people that want to get into the trades? Like if they're on the fence of debating going the college route or getting into the trades, just from your you know, personal experience. I don't, there's nothing wrong with going to school. Nothing. Sure. But I think we're to the point, like, you know, you are talking earlier, like YouTube. YouTube, we could do college on YouTube. A hundred percent. For free. Yes. So, but in a, but like, or you can just take a class online. You don't need the giant freaking organizations to push shit down your throat and take every bullshit class that doesn't matter in life. I, I had to take art appreciation. I appreciate art when I'm stoned, sure. you know, and like walking around like, dude, those are some sweet shit on your wall. What is that? You know, they're, <laughs> oh, that's not art. Those are sound oh, bads, oh, yeah, you know, fuck. but you know, that bed sheet, that's beautiful, you know, but it's like, but like art appreciation, like I understand everybody has a place. I'm like, but you're just making me take this class so this teacher has a job. Yep. You know, and and so that I've got fine. something on that piece but of paper that says fine, I sat through a class, but not on my dime, right? And on my time, right? So it was just whatever. You know, it's it's not for everybody, but it's sometimes it's for people that just I don't know. You know, but, doctors, lawyers, uh, yeah, that's, that's pharmaceutical. Uh, you know, all those industries. Yeah, absolutely, college is the way to go. But when yeah. you're talking about like. I want to just do marketing at a, at a business firm. Honestly, Why the fuck do you have to go to college honestly, for that? Couldn't a doctor learn hands-on just like a carpenter and a electrician stuff? You know, I think you the stakes are a little higher. After a couple patients, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's uh, a, sign died. this waiver, please. I mean, that Dr. Dr. Oh, Dr. I put his gone. right hand on his left hand. Fuck. Bitch. <laughs> now, what are you doing today? 
What are you doing today for Fucking work? Fucking sitting in this basement after yeah. trying to sell jobs. The home and, studio, baby. No. <laughs> so, the sex dungeon is the so next yeah, door so, over. You know, <laughs> rocked and roll through life with that. Then COVID hit. You know, do you guys hear about COVID? It, what is it now? We it, forgot. It's been so, so long. So like March 11th, I think is when this crazy shit appeared. 2019. Yeah. 2019. We're was, already, we're almost two years deep in I this. Oh, it's crazy, dude. It's, I'm already time forgetting is about it. Yeah. Time is, well, how can you forget about it when you brought it over to my house and fucking gave my family COVID? <laughs> I, you know, I came into a vid infected Now, this house. is a great debate. Yeah. Fuck this red vid bullshit. Infected who gave who COVID? So, so Rick so. is the type of friend, just so everyone knows, so that we're all up front. Rick is the type of friend that he brings COVID over, he leaves, and then he calls you a day later and goes, you gave me COVID. <laughs> you know, though, dude, I was legit. I, I would sincerely felt bad that you gave me COVID, and I had to call and take the blame <laughs> To just acknowledge, of and then they Brian. invited me over today to give me COVID. It, no, 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 you're a month out. You're safe. Fuck, we're but all it, good. But if you heard, you heard some of our other podcasts. We were fighting and getting through the COVID. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember so, that the first one I was doing the bathroom a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, you just, you just got me on it, and you guys had three or four episodes, and I'm like, yeah, I binged that for that whole day. Yeah, and now that last one was like. <laughs> Dude, I, that's I'm when like, Brian I, infected. And then like, oh my god. Then like four days later, I'm like, hey, do you want to do some, uh, you know, bore some holes for me? He's like, I got COVID, dude. Yeah. I'm on quarantine. I'm like, well, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. It's Fucking working Brian. outside. Right, right. I was sitting right there, that same spot and chair. By the way, that Brian probably didn't even fucking disinfect. Dude, you guys probably did you lice all this shit? No. <laughs> Anyways, it's, so, it, you know what? COVID Brian only lasts at, on surfaces for like. Yeah. 45 minutes. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. So, so besides that, I made Rick take his microphone home with him because he wouldn't stop putting his mouth around it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it was, the girth that's really yeah, getting it. it he it just loves big. it. So what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing these days though? So, you got yeah, so uh, no. So what? March. So, so Mar- COVID, you got laid off. Yeah. I got, I got furloughed. 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 Okay. I'm yep. sorry. I'm sorry. Furloughed. So March 11th yep. of uh, 19 and I was at ice fishing camp. Fucking drunk as shit and got a call from the head of infectious control at, you know, one of the major uh, facility or healthcare systems in Detroit. And like, you guys cannot come back to work. Excellent. Like, ha! I'm looking around like, how many more days can I hang up here? And I got to get home to the little one. And right. The lady, and I'm like, oh, I guess we got to go home to this real, real world shit. Yeah. So, you know, we were at the bar the night before partying, like having a good time and it wasn't even a thing. Uh, we didn't see anybody for a whole fucking year, pretty much. So you want to talk about timing when COVID was really just starting to fire up over in Asia and everyone was kind of like, you know, the U- U.S., we were super late to really take it seriously. Everyone's like, yeah. oh, fuck, keep that stuff over yeah, in Europe yeah, and Asia. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? That's America, though, dude. We're like, oh, it's happening? Yeah. You were like, still is America. This totally <laughs> took us by surprise. God damn. Right. But yeah, so we... We're we, Americans uh, here, damn it. My parents, yeah. my dad, my dad is in uh, bank consulting and he had an engagement in New York City. Right. And so he calls us up. He's like, hey... Your mom and I are going to go to New York. Why don't you guys fly out? I'll put us up in a really, really nice hotel right right down on Times Square. And we'll have this nice family time because yeah. it's kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity. We're like, well, fuck yeah, that'd be awesome. So we go out there with the kids and uh, my seven-year-old is an absolute animal. At the time, he would have been five because that right. was, yeah, almost two yeah. years ago. And so he's literally walking around New York 
touching everything. Like every fucking trash can, he goes and puts yeah. both hands on so that he can look inside. And yeah. then we we look over at one point, and I'm not shitting you. This is not a story for the podcast. We look yeah. over at one point, he's licking the fucking subway window. And we're like, no, <laughs> dude, well, how many There's venereal yeah, diseases yeah, yeah, did yeah, you right. just get? Like, what the fuck? So he spent, we spend three days walking around fucking New York City with him licking and touching every surface. And then we find out, like, like I think it was COVID. like three days. Yeah, we find out three days afterwards yeah. that like COVID is officially here, and yeah. we're like, "Oh, great! <laughs> Your great. son licked every orifice." Well, <laughs> the only thing we can figure is the immune system on this child is so robust oh, that yeah. yeah, COVID came in and yeah. it was like, "I nope yeah. the fuck out. No, nope, yeah. I'm out. This is not but the body for me." So good. <laughs> How about no? You crazy Dutch bastard. So yeah, it's nuts, we man. literally got out of New York within like a week of it, to like the country locking down. And right. then we were just like, wow. And like you said, we go from New York City to let's not see anyone for six months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's nuts. It, you know what? In my world, I needed it. Yeah. Because I'm oh, just a, I'm a yes, 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 dude. Like, I'll do this. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I was at every wedding, every party, every da, 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 da. Yeah. And never doing me. I, I will say COVID... I think made a lot of people totally reevaluate life. Absolutely. Yeah. Reality yeah. check. Yeah. I think for the first time in America history, I think everybody needed it and it was a blessing. Like whether you you accepted and you embraced it or you panicked and feared what was going on. I think it was like a total just a total mindset that someone actually gets to collect the, collect some money, stop and pause for a minute yeah. and really realize what you get to do in life, whether yep. You blew it on a boat and had a bunch of fun because there was nothing wrong with splurging for once in your life. Yeah, sure. Or kind of trickling into how this circle here has kind of yep. evolved of diesel and iron and MT construction. I mean, yep. you guys took advantage of what some people didn't. Yeah. So, I, you know, there's one of the huge debates right now that's going on in the country back and forth between red and blue. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck about yeah. politics. But one of the big debates is whether or not the stimulus money being pumped into the economy is the reason that we're having so many issues with like McDonald's not having workers and they're having to pay 21 bucks an hour. And I think that's a small part of it, but I think the bigger thing that's actually happening is COVID kind of made everyone reevaluate life. Yeah. And everyone kind of, when your head's down and you're just working and plugging away and you don't know anything different, everyone's more than happy to work for 12 bucks an hour, making yep. a fucking hamburger so yep. that they they're can not thinking. scrap by, you know? Yeah. But when COVID hit and everyone was like, okay, Let's take a breather here and pop our head up. Everyone's yeah. like, what the fuck are we doing? Yep. Like, we're literally working our life away for shit wages. Yeah. We're never going to get ahead. Yep. And so that's number one. I think it really made people reevaluate. And and the second thing is, I can tell you personally, COVID made diesel and iron productions possible. Yeah. If it weren't for the fact that I was sitting, uh, uh you know, I got laid off during COVID. All and right. so I was co collecting COVID benefits. If I didn't have that runway... Like none of what we're doing right now ever would have happened. Yeah. I didn't have any capital to start the business. There's yep. no way I could have held two fucking jobs while I'm trying to go out and film and do all this other stuff. Like without COVID, I think there's a lot of businesses. Is that your OnlyFans like stage name? So, no, the, so OnlyFans <laughs> is separate, and and I will give those details away at the end of this podcast. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, you're good. Uh, so, but. No, I think there's a lot of small businesses that way because I'm assuming that's when you started your business was post COVID. Yeah, and I didn't start my business right off the bat. Like, sure. I was once quarantine opened up, I was like, dude, I need to get the fuck out of this house. Sure, 
and we, me and my daughter and I, we got out of the house every day. Like yeah. we were like the illegal, like we were sneaking down side roads to get to the seven lake state park. So we could go hike and go to our favorite little. Hey, as long dam. as you were social distancing, yeah. you were all good though. But no, we at that time thing. we weren't allowed to like, this was like during like, oh, don't leave the fuck. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, people were like calling like, oh my God, Jake, they're, they're running away. You know, it was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I'm not by anybody, whatever. So yeah, we had a blast. We learned a lot, but then like opened up. Friends, people were like, dude, I need to do my bathroom. I need to do my kitchen. I need to do this, my basement. I'm like, hi. Yeah. And that's kind of where I started getting back into it. Cause I was always doing that. Like when I was doing my real career, you know, as a superintendent, I was doing every little side bathroom. jobs. Yeah. The side hustle. It was, it was it was nice. Well, we talked about it in a podcast it was a little nice back. Yeah. Up until I had, we had kids. Yep. And then it was like, I'm not, I, I needed to see my daughter. So like sure. these weekend jobs, I can't do it anymore. Even though I did it, it was hard, you know, but then I pushed that all away and I'm like, dude, I'm missing out on like a lot Everything. of money. Yeah. You know, so I needed that extra stuff. But anyways, like, you know, so I got back into, you know, doing kitchen and baths and stuff and killed it and had a blast. But then MT construction kind of, you know, grew out of that. So October, 2019 got that going and it's been tough. Like it's not easy. Yeah, Fuck. absolutely. You know, like, we were talking earlier, like I'm 80% a God and I can do everything. And then I got that 20% and that's my, my financial side of it. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Oh, I'm with you. And I'm with if, you. if I, I, I would, I would be lying on my ass if I told you, I know what I'm doing. You know, it's like, dude, I sit in front of QuickBooks. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? So we, you know? yeah, we kind of had that initial discussion yeah. before the podcast yeah. started that. Yeah. When it comes to actual dirt stuff and. And yeah. the actual work that we do, I'm all about it. I can get it all done. Yep. But when it comes to QuickBooks and and any sort of accounting, like my sister does books yeah. and she's the one I always call up and I'm like, I'm fucking lost. The numbers aren't adding up. And she's like, no, 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 you just do this. You just do this. And For I'm like, counting that is. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you say do this. I don't know what the fuck you just did. Like, yeah. what does that mean? This is. I, I will never understand no. bookkeeping. Like no. that's at the end of the day, I'll never understand. Yeah. I and never so learned Chinese and I don't think ever will. Uh, yeah. Account, and, you know? and that's unfortunately, you know, we didn't really talk about this in our starting your business podcast, but unfortunately you don't figure out that you don't know that stuff until you're neck deep in it. And then you're like, Oh yeah, this is why you pay someone. Yeah. To do your taxes. I did not have a and, good day the other day when that, <laughs> when that, uh, when you aired that guys the other day, I was like sitting on, you know, 15 feet up on a deck, framing it and that podcast came out i'm like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing <laughs> yes. i'm about to jump off this fucking deck yeah. i'm like i was that close i was on the edge yeah. man insurance claim i was about get to that just like, <laughs> i was gonna go to my linkedin and put my resume out and just go work for the man again i'm like but i was like fuck that yeah i'll fuck up so many times and i'll do well like i'm not rich i hope to be rich sure you know, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm rich because I got a great family, I got a good network, I got friends. You know, it's fun, but great like, perspective. Yeah, yeah, but like it's you know, it's not all about the money, but at the end of the day, it kind of is. I, you know, money always <laughs> makes it better. Yes, yes, <laughs> it yeah. makes it easier. Yeah. You know, though, the stuff that you learn, you you're not gonna. It's a fair statement to say you're not gonna get it in college. No, if you ever want like the best education you're ever gonna get, I would say starting a business. And trying to legitimately learn life lessons that yep. are going to get thrown at you into other hats, yeah, are huge. And, yeah. and you're not going to get that. People, people don't ever experience or expect what's going to happen when you first start a business. Correct. 
And when you when you start getting it, and you're like, oh, quarterly taxes, yeah, insurance. And I I couldn't have started at a worse time trying to find those people, like a CPA. Like, oh, we're not taking any more people. COVID. Yeah, everyone's already. We're busy. not. We're not meeting in person. I'm like, I need to meet in person. Like, I don't. I can't talk on the phone. I can't do this. We'll go on my webpage, sign up, and then we'll talk. Then I'm like, this is too much, and it just like throw me in a world, and I get pissed. Yeah. But like, you know, meeting in person, getting down. I just, I don't need somebody to hold my hand. I just need somebody to fucking hold my hand. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Like, it's crazy. Like that part of the world of our industry is what I hear makes or break it, you know, and I don't want Even it to be money. part of my story, you know? So thank God I got people help me, you know, from this day on. You delegate. Uh, yeah. You delegate certain obligations to people. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Now, so we got an audience that ask us a lot what it's like to start a business. And they, they're told that they got to start this big business plan and you're not going to be successful for three to five years and you're not going to be profitable within Three years. Well, mm -hmm. when I first started out years ago, they told me all that. It takes three years to make money. Yeah. I don't know about you and who's all preaching this shit, but <laughs> if you don't start making money within the first 30 days, you're fucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't pay your bills. You can't pay your help. You I can't know. whatever. So they're like, well, it takes three years to do this. And so they make you come up with this facade, I want to say, that you have to build this business plan and you need to have all these goals and achievement yep. versus you just started doing. Yep. And oh, when I tried to open my business bank account, yeah. That lady still to this day calls me once a month, my bank, my banker, and she's like, "You only have X amount of dollars in your bank account. Like you said you're going to be here." I'm like, "Well, listen to this lady, like, you know, stop recording, you know, so the IRS doesn't hear this, but you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm Fuck making that. plenty of money, but you know, I'm also I've just bought a house in January, so like I'll make deals with customers. Like, so sure. I go buy the shit fat, you know, whatever. Sure. <laughs> you know, but, but like, she's like, you need to have that. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get fined like $40 this month if I don't have X in there. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, so, fucking hate so I go straight to the bank. I'm like, yeah, master pot. She's like, where the fuck did you come up with this? I'm like, I have money. My mattress is hard as a fucking yeah. rock. Yeah. You know, I'm like, and you know, it was funny. Like, a lot of it was stuck in Venmo because everyone thinks Venmo's cash. And I'm like, no, no. it's not. Like, I, I oh man, like, cost, how many baby. customers have came to me? Like, I'm like, cash or card? Like, cash is king, but you know, like, still, I'm, I, I claim almost everything just because I just started my business and I can't be showing well, nothing well, you gotta, on my you business. Gotta have yep, some kind of so, you know, 20 bucks here, 20 bucks here, you know, times it by like seven, but. Sure. Yeah. Zeros, but no, <laughs> not, no, but like I show almost everything that I need to and you know, it's, is it good? Is it bad? You know, whatever. But like at the same time I'm learning, but like you can't get anywhere without somebody helping you and like having the bankers like jammed down your throat. Like you're, you got to have a CPA, you got to have an account you got to have this. Are you an escort? Are you this? Are you? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm an LLC and yeah. I'm Matt motherfucking Totten. Like, I don't know. Help yeah. me. Help me help Totten. you. I'm like, I'm like, if you want a million dollars in this bank account, tell me how to get there. What do I need to do to get right. like, I can bring it here. Yeah. I got, I have the work. Tell me what I got to do. So I don't fuck things up. So, and yeah, Sorry. So uh, no, I was just gonna say that's that's one of the hardest things about starting a business yeah. that no one really tells you about 
is the process of actually starting that business, knowing how to handle your money, knowing how to report when you need to report. Cause mm -hmm. the other thing you got to think about is like fucking taxes. This is where I cannot stand our fucking government. Taxes or taxes? Taxes. <laughs> That's why I moved Asshole. to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> taxes are fucking terrible. So you've got to pay taxes, but you got to pay them quarterly if you make over a certain amount. And if this box is met, and if this box is met, and then you have to make an additional payment, and then you might overpay. Do you want to overpay or do you want to do you want to yeah. make it an install? What the fuck? Like who walks you through all of I this know. stuff? You're just expected to but figure it out. I'm That's sitting the there tiling. I'm sitting there demoing bathrooms. I'm sitting there building decks. I'm like. Wait, when do I got to do this? Exactly. But, yeah. But that's the greatest thing, though. When you start a business and you're running hardcore and you're thinking, I'm just doing all these jobs. I got to do all this. I got to do all that. And I'm I'm just billing. I'm making all this money. Even though you're delegating certain things to certain people, even accountants, whatever, they're managing your money, right? But they're, yeah. Okay. But you got to learn to actually run the business side of the money. Right. And move it yourself. So mm -hmm. you're moving money because sometimes you billing an extra five to twenty thousand dollars out weekly or monthly wherever you're at in your business growth sometimes you're actually losing money because you're not actually managing your business and yeah. moving things around. right yep. and that's some of the stuff that like we people ask us how to start a business and want to get into what should i expect and like what you just went into is something just great it's so yep. hard to build relationships and line of credit get in with the banks with the checks with the cash how much yep paper record or anything to say so the struggle is real yeah, and it's hard. And you know what's funny is that I did so much digging into trying to find somebody that like, you know, like small business startup. Sure. You know, and there's so much literature on it, but it's fucking Chinese. Yeah. It's like, is there not like, dude, somebody could make a million dollars tomorrow hands. if they open up a storefront on Grand River in downtown Brighton or Howell. Small business startup. Yeah. I am your one stop shop. You walk in there with your LLC and just. Just hold my hand. Yeah. I'll pay you. Dude, right. I'll pay Absolutely. you money. Well, well, just to say, make the head up out. I will Maybe say there having, is somebody and I'm dumb and I'm overlooking them. Well, so know? they're not going to go all the way, but I will it, say that's where a yeah. really good accountant yeah. is, I don't know, 70, 80% of that. Yeah. That's going to be the guy that's at least going to- See, gonna, my it, problem is like, so I, I went to a few different accountants, but or reached out to them. COVID fucked me. Like yeah. nobody was taking yeah. any more clients sure. or- the biggest fucking thing that I was so angry about is that I didn't have any money. Like I, I had money, but they're like, oh, we're not taking on anybody that doesn't have like a million plus in their bank right, already. Right. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Like who, where, who's your investors? I'm like me. I'm yep. investing in myself yep. with this $10. Motherfucking yeah. Totten. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. So I'm but like, do you, you see my business started, card? <laughs> but you just started doing though. Like yeah. when people ask, what like, how does somebody start out? They yeah. scare the fucking shit out of you. Yeah. But they ask for the strategy and the magic potion. Yeah. And the best answer is just start doing. Oh, yeah. right. my bank account. She still calls me. She's like, do you still have your business plan available? Do you have your CP pick out? I'm like, Hmm? What? I'm I, like, but there's money in that bank account. She's like, right. yeah, how are you making this? I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter. It's in your hands. Back alleys and yeah. Craigslist ads, baby. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but you start doing, and you're going to get Only so fans. many life lessons, man. You're going to yeah. get so many life lessons on a business, so, whether you want them or not. Yeah, exactly. And so you're, it's, a, it's a fast education. I'm hoping by you know, 2022 is just going to be stellar. Yeah. You know, right now it's already stellar, but I'm still with those hiccups of sure. you know, the. You're still I'm still at 20%. I need to fill that void. Yeah. You know, so if anybody's out there that needs to take on some more clients, 
in my situation. So anyone, out. anyone in accounting <laughs> that can do some bookkeeping yeah. for Matt motherfucking Totten yeah. Inc. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. So here's the deal. I, I do some graphic design. I yeah. think I'm going to, I'm going to put a wrap for your truck. I'm going to put one together for you. And it's going to be one of those where you're sitting in the window and then on the side of the truck is your body. And then it's going to have an Shave arrow legs. and it just says Matt motherfucking Totten on it. So you're just driving around town. Hey, this is Matt motherfucking Totten, baby. <laughs> I like think it. you behind. <laughs> Damn, I got to start adding some ducats to my uh, job so I can afford that. That's right. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it's going to be expensive. Raps, rap. You know, wraps aren't that bad. No. They're not that bad. No. Yeah, I think you get them in the bathroom for like 50 cents. Honestly, with with advertise, an advertising concept that good, yeah. I almost think that you might find someone that would that would really cut you a deal right. on it just so you could put right. Matt motherfucking Totten yeah. on a truck. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got stories, Who do you man. call? Yeah. Matt motherfucking Totten, Totten, baby. So what's the struggle like, Matt? Like, what? Walk us through your daily agenda through, like, the workload. What's your struggle? What's to help the jobs, um, the homeowners? What do you... What do you deal yeah, with? Yeah, what's the, so, so far? Headache. So far, I have not had any of the quote unquote like dreaded customers. You know, I have had so many people just toss my way that I've known through work, life, family, friends. So you know, and that's been nice, but it only goes so far because my my heart, I still feel for them, and I'm like, oh, I'll do this for you yeah. Know. That's the worst. And so that's the I'm worst. I'm trying to. I'm steering away from that. Yeah, but like, I think you know, help. I could get as much help as I wanted. It's not going to be good help. And I don't need that. You know, if I wanted to hire somebody that I need to stand over all day, I, I can't do that. It's not worth my time. It's not worth my money. I would rather do it myself. Yep. And that's where I, that, I think that's probably holding me back. But at the same time, it's not holding me back because I'm all the money's going sure. to my pocket. Yeah, but absolutely. Instead of doing four bathrooms a month, I'm only doing one. You know what I mean? So, but at the end of the day, when you bring on more work and more people, the zeros get bigger, but you're still only taking in that. So I'm like, you know, if I hire 10 guys and I'm doing 10 bathrooms a month, I'm still only getting one bath a month pay in my own pocket because I'm paying sure. their shit. I'm paying that right. shit. I got overhead. I got that. Absolutely. So I'm like, I like keeping it small because I hate those mornings when I'm like, fuck, I, the delivery didn't come. What am I going to do with Joe Schmo? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because he needs to make his rent. Well, and that's Fuck. assuming Joe shows up. So, so that's one of the conversations Rick and yeah. I have had over and over. Is, is hang on, are we on Joe one or Joe two? Oh yeah, fuck the Joes are back. Joe. God damn it, we're gonna get so confused. Joe, so- <laughs> Jolene, yeah, Jolene, Jolene. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> that's one of the conversations Rick and I have had back and forth. Is you know we've we've discussed me going in on anything Scale. outdoors with them, scaling Scale. up, yeah, and. And what I always come back to, and, and the reason I can't commit to doing it with him is because at the end of the day, it would still, it would go from a one-man show to a two-man show. It's never yeah. going to go beyond that right now because yeah. you can't find anyone that we could hire reliably, mm-hmm. set them loose on a job, yep. and go work on something else so that we can increase our earning potential. Yeah. Like you said, instead, it's you hire that guy on, and then you got to stand there and fucking babysit all yeah. day. And half the time, you're redoing the work because... Either the guy didn't show up or yep. he did a shit job because yep. he doesn't give a fuck yep. or he quits after two days because he's got his drinking money for the weekend. See, like whatever happened to the employee, like I consider myself the employee I'm about to talk about, like, you know, that goes to work, eats, like you're employed by somebody. They pay you a wage, but like the care factor, like some people that I work with, they're like, I don't care. Like I'm getting my money. I do my job and I go home. Like I made it like my family. It's like, I give a shit more about that than sometimes probably family stuff. But you know, the care factor, like be invested because 
you're not going to make any money. If my company's not making any money, we're going to go under and you're not going right, to have a job. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, I've been trying to bring on younger dudes and, you know, teach them stuff. And it's like, it's just not clicking, yeah. you know? And then I had the conversation with them like, Hey, you know, this is why you're in the gutter. This is why you're not being able to go out hunting this weekend or afford this. Cause you're not showing up. You're not reliable. Like, I think take some initiative and like get your go and I'll right. pay you more money. Like I'm willing to pay a boatload of money if you're worth it. But like some accountability, some, you know, ah, man, I, I don't you know. Put it's in a what you get out though. And that's like the biggest thing that really has been lacking is the other thing is like, they don't put the phone down. Yep. Oh God. Right? Dude, this is worse. I mean, they're awesome keyboard warriors. Yeah. yeah. Right. They, which they, is nothing wrong with that. Were, right. well, no, no, people, there is, but a lot of these people time and place. Are exactly. Three and yep. four years old, dude. They were carrying these smartphones already around. Yeah. Now they're 20, 21, yep. getting yep. on the work field. Yep. And I think the sense of pride though of like dad delegating a lawn mowing company, having a maid come in. Like there was no sense of, hey, I need to help him participate. Yep. Cause I live here too, or I'm getting this paycheck of someone's actually paying me. And it's feeding me and my family, and it feeds them. So I, Correct. I want to go out there and do a well job and make this guy money, not to pay me an extra day, but maybe he'll give me a bonus or pay raise and yeah. profit where I can yeah. earn a little more. Yep. And not work as much. Yep. I do think there's a couple other dynamics at play that that you know I hate to beat a dead horse, but we've talked about before. Just uh, beat it. I beat it, baby. Uh, <laughs> so the first one is, I think the fact that you know for the the past fifty years or whatever. Yeah. As a nation, we've been pushing secondary education. Go to college, go to college, yep. go to college. And so for all of these guys that do have that drive, they do have the actual passion to go follow something. Yeah. We've shoved them all into college. Yep. And so what's happening now, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, is all of the guys who aren't worth a shit are falling into the trades. Yeah. While all of the people with drive, it's not that they don't want to come to the trades. It's literally that they are shoved into college. Yep. I think that's a big factor. The other factor, which this really came to light in our conversation the other day with Aaron Witt, um, I think another thing is the newest generation, like Gen Z or Gen whatever Z. we decided they were, I, I think their priorities are different. I think yeah. they look at work totally different. It, and, you know, you could almost argue which is the better way to look at work. The traditional yeah. sense where you work your ass off your whole life so that you can have this nice little retirement. Yeah. Or the Gen Z is kind of coming at it from the perspective of, no. I'm going to work enough so that I have some cash so that I can go out and enjoy my life now. Yeah. They and enjoy so the, the moment though. Yeah. The priority is the now it's not Trust 50 me, years I, from now after I work my ass yeah, off. Why do I want to enjoy my life when I'm fucking 70 or 65 and exactly. can't do anything? Yeah, exactly. But that's and so, what we were sold. We were sold. Yeah. That, that was age. the way to do it. Yeah. You get well, a job. We were doing that so that yeah. we could pay for social security for our elders. Yeah. To, you know, yeah. But the, the, way, were, yeah. the way we were brainwashed growing up, I mean, we're all within 38, 40 years old right around now, yep. is go get a job, one with insurance, one where you could work 40, 50 hours a week that has a retirement. And those don't exist anymore. Right. Right. And you work, work, Pensions, work, and they're like, what? you start enjoying like, your life when you retire. Yep. Wait until you retire to enjoy your life. Yeah. And these fuckers are dying at 40, 50, 60 years yeah. old. These guys now coming in, they're like, I got 500 bucks in my bank account, dude. Let's go to Vegas. Go, yeah. I know. Who wants to go to Vegas? And so I think it's I think it's a Hope combination of all those dynamics that are kind of dogpiling <laughs> on the trades right now, you know, because it's clearly not just the trades. Because you look around at any fast food place, you you look at any of the smaller businesses, yeah. and they're all suffering from the same problem. Oh, yeah. But you don't see the same problem in the pharmaceutical industry and no. these marketing jobs. You don't see it like 
I yeah, sometimes they still wonder suffer. why I didn't get into that. I can sell fucking, fucking crazy shit. I, you know, <laughs> but I would not want to. The not problem me. is, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's because I spent time over in the sales world too. Between uh, when I was working in the banking industry, part of what I did yeah. was was some sales, uh, and then I sold equipment for two and a half years. And yeah, you can make some really good money. And if you're good at it, it's it's fun yep. to be on a deal and be able to go yeah. grab it. Like that's how I fucked Rick. Yeah. Is I got him. Into yeah. a skid steer with 18 attachments. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah, you take that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's but why, it, and that's why I walk away from yeah. jobs all the time. Yeah. Hey, Brian, yeah. I got to go. And I jump into hard. And then Brian took away. off to Hawaii for a week after that's the right. commission Absolutely. check came Thanks, in. Thanks, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. But that's but no, it, though. Like being on the yeah. deal, that's a blast. But at the end of the day, you're still not out building. And no. I fucking love building with yeah. my hands. I like working Trust with me, my I, hands. You know, I work predominantly by myself now. You know, so occasionally there's a homeowner home and I bullshit and then I don't get anything done because they just gab and I'm sure. I have a gift to gab. So like, but I miss my morning, you know, safety meetings with my guys, you know, like 30 guys just sitting there like, oh my God, they're so boring. I'm like yeah. you're getting paid by the yeah. fucking hour to listen to me. <laughs> like, why are you bitching? Right. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, but you yearn for that camaraderie that you kind yeah. of build Absolutely. With the brotherhood of the trade. But then like, man. you know, every, you know, Monday you get back from a weekend or something like that. And it's like, oh, what did you do? You know, Your I would make my rounds, family. you know, depending on how big my job site was, I just make my rounds and I would like, they all thought I didn't do anything, but like every area I went to was like strategically like laid out in my brain. Like when I start my morning drink, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, the sauce. Yes. Yes. The <laughs> sauce. So I'd get out there and I'd just be like, I'm going to go to the electrical panel room, make sure the electric, you know, where are they at? But they think I'm just sitting there talking to them, right. but I'm like looking at, all right, I was there yesterday. It's a check See what their processes. Yep, absolutely. Then I'd go down the hall to the plumbers and be like, all right, do they get that? But like, they don't know I'm doing this. Then right. I get back and I'd go to my freaking report and do this. And then if I need to get back on schedule, then, but I was talking with people. I was interacting absolutely. with people on an hourly minute basis. You know, I missed that. And that's probably all I missed. But one thing I did not, one of the best things I was not going back to was going back to the fucking COVID bullshit and the fucking politics. Yeah. Like, cause I got out right when the all politics. Yeah. And I was just so sick of hearing like this side and I don't give a fuck about politics. Like it, it plays a big, you know, part in all of our lives, I guess. Sure. But it, it doesn't affect me. It's so me. overblown. It's yeah. so overblown. But it's I'm something like, you're going to have to deal with now. I it's, mean, it's here. We're going to have to deal with it. It is what it is. Yeah. I, my biggest frustration with all the politics that really, I, in fact, I don't even think it was truly COVID. I think COVID is what really cracked the egg open. Yeah, yeah. But I think the big buildup was social media. Yep. The fact that it's, we they can't ran. sit here and have a conversation anymore about mm -hmm. anything. We have to have a fucking line yeah. drawn in the sand. Dude, it's I not sold a, more jobs. I've sold more jobs during the election because people would have their fucking signs out. Oh, yeah. And I would have, I, my dad had this cup, a mug that said cup of Joe. So I fucking had that in my starting council. And I had the make America great. So I'd pull up and be like, whichever one you right. got to flip. So yeah. I'd be like, bam, <laughs> boom. You know, fucking just love Trump. Oh, Biden, Biden. he's awesome. Fuck Trump. You know, everyone's like, yeah, come on in. It's like, you know, and then all of a sudden the election ended and I got the jobs, analogy. I but I, I was going back to these people's houses without the yard signs. And I'm like, oh fuck. Yep. Which hat, which, which one? mug yeah, do I which use? One? I'm like, oh no. You know, and I'd be like, hey, 
buddy? Yeah. Like, where's your mask? I'm like, oh, fuck, you're not. Oh, oh. God damn it. Yeah. You, just, you just say my other customer. Like, oh, shoot. I just, I, oh, yeah, here. And I'd put it on and I had fuck Trump, you know, on it. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, they're Biden fans. Yeah. Or what? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. But it was the most hysterical, like, you know, five months of my selling of jobs. Yeah. You but know, you but, were walking through the controversy of red line, blue line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, Who I'm at, where I'm at. Dude, I listened, I listened to some customers like be like, you know, like, I want all fucking Democrats dead or vice versa. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, and that's, how the man. fuck do you talk like that? Like, you go put your, you go put your yeah. A2 shirt on yeah. and shit. That's like, the social media aspect. So we can't, we can't even have just, just like a civil discussion, mm-hmm. let alone a debate anymore. Yeah. Because now it's, we're drawing a line right now. Before yeah. we even start this, we're drawing a fucking yep. line and you're either on this side yeah. or you're on that side. Yep. Which is it? Yeah, exactly. And then if we disagree... We're not actually going to hear each other's points. We're not going to nope. talk through it. You're going to hate Instead, each other. I'm going to go, hey, I'm getting on the internet here. I'm going to find 18 articles yep. that support my idea yep. so I can tell you how fucking dumb yeah, you are. I know. And you it's should so fucking die. Well, it so just bad. divided us, though. It's, it's just, it's and I did not. That's everything. why I threw the towel in. I'm like, I could go back to that industry. I don't feel like it. And all, like, what uh, we, we've, we've been hit in our generation with like two shitty things. The recession, because in the recession, all the guys with the knowledge in every industry, they wouldn't want to share that with us. Right. Because they were afraid of us. We were taking their jobs. Absolutely. Then all of a sudden they're gone. So then nobody really like there's that learning gap. Yep. We're still badass, but we're not that badass as you know, George was. Sure. And we're filling that gap. But then now, then all of a sudden it turned into COVID. And then everyone's like, all the guys that were about to teach dudes that are coming up in the industry. They fucking took early retirement because they're like, I'm I either they're afraid yeah. of getting sick or they're just yeah. like fuck this bullshit. Yep. You know, and it's it's scary. It's round two. You know, within what, that's ten years Absolutely. that we've been just hit with the ugly stick. But Well, and the best thing know. is, is so so starting with our generation moving forward, one of the biggest debates, not even a debate, it's just factual now, mm-hmm. is the fact that so many of our generation and and really the two generations after totally got fucked on yeah. home ownership. Yeah. Because you can't afford anything. Nope. It's about to get 10 times worse oh, because man. now we've got the labor shortage in the trades, which means that here, you know, I've always kind of stuck to in the next five to 10 years, I think labor costs when it comes to anything construction related are going to go up. I don't know. I've always kind of just thrown out 15 to 20%. Yeah. I think that's even low. Yeah. I think it's about to skyrocket because there's no one to do these jobs. Yep. And so now you've got these generations that already can't afford a house. Well, guess what? They're about to go up Dude, 20 to 30% in cost. I got so many people that like buy these beautiful houses and I walk into them and they just bought them, you know, like a year ago, whatever, two years ago. And I'm like, oh my God, like what do you guys not know what you're up against? Like how much money do you have in the bank? And they're like, why? I'm like, you need a new roof. Your windows are fucked. Yeah. Like, like it's a beautiful house in right. Pine Creek. I'm right. like, yeah, they, it's 25 no years trades. old. And then, yeah, then they're like, oh, I don't. And then I'm like, well, I got a guy, you know, I, in my mind, I'm like, they have money because they have this fucking really like, big quarter house, million nice dollar house. house. Yep. They don't have any fucking money. Yep. They're broke. House out poor, of their baby. Ass, man. They're driving these escalators. I'm like, and those were the customers I was chasing, you know, but then all of a sudden I kind of churn things and I'm like, uh-oh. We just, no, no. Oh. We, we, yeah. we just, we had an experience that oh. we're not going to talk about on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So like, then I, you know, then I kind of went back to like my type of people, like not, I wouldn't say my type, but like middle class, sure. or like blue just collar yeah, blue collar worker. Those motherfuckers have money. Yeah. 
Uh, and they, but they the make you work. Lie. They make you work for it, man. Yes, like they're not going to give it to you easy, but they make you prove to them. And then all of a sudden, I'm doing this job, and they're fucking make me dinners and fucking like I'm family when I'm done. They're and some they, of the most respected people, though. Like, yeah, they know what it's like to work and earn the money, mm-hmm. and to get someone in like with your skill set to come in and work in their house. Once you prove to them, show them, you become the family member. You oh, yeah. become the Go-to guy. You got someone? Yeah, let me pull up Matt motherfucking Totten here. Dude, I wish like, I was, you know. Like, He's in the phone. I wish my daughter was in college so I could start doing like the, you know, like she was free and like not under our, you know, like watch. Because I have had so many customers that have third houses, you know, second houses and all over the U.S. It's yeah. like we can't get anybody that we trust. But yeah, that's you know, worth anything. Yep. That to go to our Sarasota, you know, you know. Little beach, you know, condo or house on the beach to redo the whole thing. You can stay down there. I'm like, oh, that sounds so awesome. But, I mean, Rick's been, yeah. Rick's already done like two or three of them, yeah. but I, we just went and did one, what, two months ago, three months ago, yeah. almost up in Holt Lake for the exact yep. same reason. They couldn't find anyone up yeah. there that was worth a shit. Oh, I got a couple of people up there that, yeah, Higgins Lake. So they paid the mobilization Allen. fee for us to drive two and a half fucking yep. hours up north. Yep. Exactly. So, and that's, but you're good as your last job. So, you yeah. built that reputation, though, going to these people that yep. have been nest egg and squirreling their money away yeah. in events for planning that yep. they want something done. You know, I'm getting to that point that, you know, my heart is to help everybody. Yeah. But I can't do that, sustain it, you know, because I, I need to make a living and I don't want to work for the rest of my life. Absolutely. So, like, I've kind of started to dwarf into not an egotistical asshole that's all about money, but like I need money. Absolutely. And so to, that's there to comes stay alive. You know, yeah, I don't want to be doing this till I'm 70. Absolutely. So that's another challenge that never gets talked about when yeah. you start your company is you, you feel bad at first yeah. that you're asking for so much money Yeah. until you finally do get to that point. And everybody does it in a successful business. When you finally cross that threshold, everyone yeah. gets the same point where you're like, look, absolutely. I want to help everybody out. Yeah. I'm a good guy. But I think I'm not I pit, doing this for fucking free. I've like, pissed off quite a few people in probably the last month because, like, I said, yeah, I'll make it over, make it over, make it sure. over. But then it's like, then I'm sitting there, like, then a big ticket job shows up. Absolutely. I'm like, boom, I'll be there tomorrow. I can either go and work then, here for peanuts. You know, they're still on my radar. Sure. You're just not first in yeah, line but anymore. you learn to plug them in. Yeah. But the best thing about it all but is you Being a one-man be, operation, I, yeah, you I, have, do so much. I have dropped the ball on, like, callbacks and stuff like that. And I feel yeah. so bad, but I'm like, fuck, you know, like- I want to help everybody, but I'm I'm going to just start going back to my old ways of, you know, I'm not answering my phone during my work week, you know, leave a message like my, or send me a text message because my voicemail says, do not leave a voicemail. I'm not calling you back. Yeah. Give me a text with your name, blah, blah, blah. And I'll get back to you within 48 hours. Sure. You know, so I'm going back to that, but I was answering my phone for the last two months, like just, and it, I don't get any work done. And then yeah. I'm trying to please everybody. I'm like, shit, I'm still trying to build this deck or whatever. And. I forgot to call this person back or I was going to stop by on my way home and it's just, it's too much to juggle. So now it's just like, I'm booking out. That's all I'm going to do. That's all I'm going to do. And it's going to sustain me for the rest of next year, you know, but going for the, I'm just throwing numbers, stupid numbers. Yeah. Yep. And if I don't get it, so be it, you know, Uh, so to a point. So right there is a perfect example, free of college Mm -hmm. where we get to learn about supply and demand. Yeah. So basically Huge demand for you. Yep. Very short supply of you. Yep. And so what you get to do is you get to slowly ratchet up your costs because right now, because you've got your costs low, Yeah. there's a huge demand for oh, you. Oh, dude, I'm getting calls every day and I'm like, Ugh. yeah. You know, and it's good money, but it's not 
And so right. what happens is you ratchet up that yeah. cost is is fewer and fewer people start committing. Yep. And what happens is you slowly ratchet down that demand yep. with your pricing yep. until you find that equilibrium where you can keep up. You're making really good money at it. Yep. And that's kind of giving you those nice select clients yeah. that are worth your time. Exactly. And repeat customers. Yeah. And you know, that, every, every single person I work for from today in the last 20 years, that's all I, I'm the only person that goes in their house, you know, and right. it's, it's great. Right. So that's and the sense of quality I hope in the next like there. five years, it's just a revolving door. Yeah. Just a different spot in their house. It well, will be. And you know? the beautiful and, thing about yeah. that conversation though, is that is legitimately yeah. a quick lesson in supply and demand yeah. economics. You sit me down in a classroom and teach me that I couldn't yeah. fucking tell you what you were just talking about. Yeah, like, how in the fuck is that right? relating to what's going right. on? But here, you know, can I just go to school for some? Yeah, dude. Fuck. I'm gonna bill you in a little. After yeah, right? this podcast, I'll shoot you, Bill. <laughs> Bam. It's fine, right? <laughs> yeah, but you learn you learn to be comfortable and uncomfortable at the same time. Yep. But as you're uncomfortable, you learn the sense to be comfortable of going, yep. like you were just saying. I have a sense of purpose. I have a yeah. sense. There's a value on my time. Yeah. And once you learn that value, you start like we we're talking about on the other podcast. You start looking for a certain customer, not that you're gouging. No, yeah. or not that you're overcharging, but mm-hmm. you're like, my time is worth yeah. X. Yep. Absolutely. And in business, there's yep. no wrong or right thing of how much time and how much money yeah. is worth your time. You exactly. get to set that, but your demand and your consumer will set that also. Like, yeah. I'm going to bill at 100 bucks an hour, yeah. 400 bucks an hour, 50 bucks an hour. Yep. If you're flooded, you're too cheap. Yeah. Yep. In the next two years, I want to be able to go on like a nice vacation Absolutely. with my family and do this. I I want to enjoy life, but I want to bust my ass and make people happy at the same time. So it's like, you know, it's tough to say that, you know, like I want to charge this and I feel bad, but I'm like, you know what? If I didn't charge that, they're going to go to the next asshole and they're going to charge more than me. And they're going to do and a shitty go, job. And they're going to do it. And yeah. then they're not going to have the one-on-one experience. Like, dude, you get the fucking Totten experience, you know, with me. The motherfucking so, the motherfucking Totten experience. experience. This the is the motherfucking yeah. Totten. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's just fun, you know, and, you know, just, you know, it, ah, man, I go but in that's, circles. But that's this. been yeah. a lot of our, as I we drag into a lot of these jobs, is a third of the business has turned in to clean up other contractors' mess. Yes. And that's so, the worst. When you start figuring that out and you start going, man, there there is a value here. Yep. I think it's fair to say you legitimately started a business by just doing. Yeah. There was yeah. no plan. There was no graph. There was Dude, no I didn't even know when I applied for my LLC, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I just went online. It took me hours to sift through that fucking government webpage. And I was like, am I doing the right one? I'm like, you know, but it's and the I got same. this, you know, EIN the next like week. I'm like, I'm legit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's the same though. Just like yeah. Aaron Witt, just like Matt Totten, just like you, just like I did. You started your business by just doing. Yeah, absolutely. You didn't have this big plan. There was no like significant goal, but I want to work for myself and I want to start this. But then you started doing mm-hmm. quality. I, I could say everyone yeah. started doing quality. So so I, that's kind of ultimately where I was about to take this is uh, when you first start your, your company, Everyone starts off with a very low opinion of themselves. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm just starting out. I don't really know what I'm doing. But at the same time. Just showing up. It, it, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, that's dude. the sad yeah. thing yeah. these days is just showing you up. That? It makes door. me so, oh, it makes me want to cry yeah. and like hug the person. Like, absolutely. You've called how many people and absolutely. I'm the first. I'm, you're, you're getting. The first one that shows a motherfucking, motherfucking time, time. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, you answered yeah. your phone. Yeah. yeah. 
That's half the battle. Yeah. But, right. the, but then the next step where I'm going with this is, you know, we're in the skilled trades. That's yeah. that's what this podcast is geared at is yep. the skilled. And the first word in the fucking phrase is skilled. Mm-hmm. None of what it we is? do collectively in the skilled trades. I, yeah. Rick might just I'm be just in the doing. trades. <laughs> I'm just doing here. But he no, just like legitimately, <laughs> you you kind of reach a point where you go, no, 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 no. I actually do know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. And a prime example is, again, we're not going to talk in detail because because we don't want to. We're not going to out a, a customer or anything. But yeah. but we just did a job for a customer that we were by far the highest bid, mm-hmm. and we got the call, and it was because the homeowner recognized that out of how many other contractors five, he, five other contractors. We were the only ones, I, and I'm not even going to take credit. Rick was the only one that yeah. went out there with an actual game plan that actually had the potential to work, mm-hmm. and we could execute on it. And that's where you kind of go, yeah. yeah, we were the highest by not a little bit. Yeah. And it was 100% worth it for that homeowner because yeah. instead they would have spent, you know, I don't know. Change orders. I don't know what the actual number what? was, but call yeah. it 30% yeah. less even. Yeah. And he, you still would have had this issue with your home. But yeah. he even recognized that even after that guy it would have still cost him the same amount when he called me to come fix the fucking exactly and that's dude i know a lot of contractors out there that bid it knowing that they're gonna make it on the ads yeah and it's like why don't you just fucking add those in and then absolutely that's been that's been a lot of the you know yep that's been a lot of the sucks you know and i don't like being that like and that that goes all the way to the the big guys too oh yeah oh fuck dude that when i was working for a company in yeah. the past. I'm not even going to keep the name. That, it was just, it was just yeah. known that they would bid low and then they would get it all with change orders. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why the, f- like, know. that's so dishonest. I know. I know. Yeah. But you get it now. Like I walk into a lot of the older folks homes and I'll give them the full legit bid and they'll be like, well, the other guy was like eight grand cheaper than you. Yeah. And you're like, well, what did they bid? No. Well, where's the permits? How long is this going to take? Well, he said he could start tomorrow. Yeah. You can't make water run uphill, dude. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Did you know what did they miss? Not so, even Jesus Christ himself could. Right, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I take that. No, back. he only could walk on it. <laughs> you know. Ooh, boy, we're going down a dark trail now. <laughs> Dang it, dude. You got the Bible? Got the, what, <laughs> yeah, you need what to, chapter? You need to go say some prayers. Yeah. yeah. Totten. Sinner. <laughs> Motherfucking Totten. <laughs> but but there's a sense, so when you start recognizing your value. Mm-hmm. You start recognizing your skill set, what you possess, and the sense of confidence when you walk open or when you walk out and you walk up to the customer and they realize they're talking to somebody with knowledge. Yeah. How hard is that to get? And if I don't know the answer, I I have somebody on this fucking this phone right here that I can provide them with a person of that can Fulfill but that. But you could get that answer. Th- yeah. You could get the answer, yeah. But that's where you start noticing, though, a good contractor. Or I walk out, I Google it real quick, and I come back in. <laughs> YouTube. I just remembered. <laughs> yeah. Hey, YouTube son, I take that back. <laughs> but that's when you start realizing you're legitimately dealing with somebody that knows something. Yeah. They got other good connections. They're just not throwing a number at it, being like, well, here you go. They're like, yep. I got a guy for you. Yeah. Let me put him in contact, or I'll bring him back. Yep. And you solve something. And that's yeah. part that's part of the other thing with the skilled trades anymore. Like that's the greatest thing is we're problem solvers, right? Yep. There's not that many out there anymore. Like as you talk about the gap, and that's the elephant that's been in the room as we been talking for a while. Yeah. How do you get this caught up? Because there's a there's a huge lack of 
skill of trading, there's a huge lack of knowledge. Yeah. The knowledge so, is just gone. You know, but, I've also seen, you know, for instance, uh, you know, I'm building, remodeling my house and I had a couple young kids that I kind of stole from a job site. I just saw them. I'm like, hey. Like you went there and kidnapped them, put them in the car? No, somewhat, oh. a little bit. I had some candy. Uh, I'm not trying to over <laughs> dramatize this, but that was um, like Halloween was here. He was, was like, oh, so that's my favorite sound. He was, he I was need like to get throwing my, I need candy to get my duck work done. And it's been, that's been my elephant is my duck work. I need to get the shit up. I'm like, I can do it, but I need, I finally came, you know, to senses with myself that I can't do everything. Sure. You know, I can. I and just won't a, ever get done. Honesty, I won't get done. I'm the insight. mechanic without a car right now. I have a yeah. house. I'm a carpenter or whatever. You want to call me a jack all trades. I don't have a house yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so I drove through and I found these two dudes that came and, you know, knocked out this duck work for me on a weekend. And, you know, I first asked them, like, what would you guys charge? And they're like, uh, like sixteen fifty an hour. I'm like, Hired. dude, come on, dude. Like, I was like, come on. I got $500. I know you guys, both of you guys can get it done in half day, whatever. So they came, dude, these guys were the best. I've I, Again, I worked for a mechanical company for two years as a project manager. I forgot about that part of my life. But anyways, uh, you know, and these dudes were legit. And I'm like, your owner does not know what the fuck he has. Or no. wait, he does. Yeah, he's, yeah, they're crushing. Yeah. They're like, we do a house a day. What the fuck? Like, these at sixteen fifty an hour. These well, high, you know that was yeah. that was aiming high for yeah. them. So they're probably getting like twelve bucks an hour. That yeah yeah exactly. And, but I was like, do you get health insurance with that sixteen? No. I'm like, what? And they're like, no. Actually, my boss is doing pretty bad. You know, and I know who the boss is. And he's like, you know, I'm like, dude, you better. I'm I'm going to be in trouble if you drop my name. But I'm like, you better go to your boss and tell him you want twenty five dollars to thirty dollars. Yeah. Or else that's you're a skill walking. Trade. I'm like, it's a I'm fucking like, skill trade. I could have dropped. I could have got on the phone right then and there and got them a union sheet metal job with my old company in two seconds. That's yep. how good they were. Yep. And they wouldn't even, dude. I'm like, do you not understand what you're doing, dude? There's that's the crazy thing about the where the trades are at. Yeah. And they, they kids are so fucking oblivious said, to even what's possible out they there. They looked at me. They're like, well, we don't probably we're not going to do this for much longer. I'm like, if you knew you could make fucking fifty to sixty bucks an hour. Like you can make six figures yeah. doing what you're doing and you, you're you good at it and right. you enjoy it. You two can hang out, just hold hands, slap butts right. and fucking install fucking duct go work. smoke a joint. Bam. Spend the day doing yeah. duct work. Dude, they didn't. You could shotgun it from the other I was side. In, I was impressed. Exactly. I'm like, these are probably the first 20 year old kids that I've met that aren't totally fucking, got their shit together. Yeah. yeah. Dude, they had radio rock in my house. They got my duct work to like less than, I think it was 9% air loss. No shit. I was like, dude, these guys fucking... They, they work for a very high-end builder. You know, they don't, but like their company does sure. all their houses. And they have like a, I think a 5% loss that they can allow. So I'm like, fuck yeah, I just got a badass fucking Absolutely, truck yeah. I would have been like 400% loss if that's even. Sure, right. <laughs> well, I think that's where a lot so, of the companies though are starting to turn. And they're starting to actually invest. I mean, or they're going to be forced but to But if these guys, invest. if their owner knew... These guys would stay around and you wouldn't have to look for yes. new fucking idiots in two years every year if you pay them well. But they got to invest in their employees. That's it, what I'm well, saying. And that's where that's where the yeah. the employers in the trades are so slow to come along. So when I used to sell equipment, we could Well, their not. boss just bought a yacht and I, I found out. I'm like, that's why dude, he's not paying. I'm dude, like, I'm so with you. So where I used to work. Uh, selling that's equipment. just like a slap in your fucking we, face. We could not keep mechanics around. Yeah. 
And we find we like the sales team was all going, you got to offer healthcare because we were one of the only places in yeah. the area that didn't offer healthcare to mechanics. And the owner of the company, old, old fucking guy, mm-hmm. it blew his mind that you would even consider offering a mechanic any sort of healthcare, let alone retirement. He's Sweet Jesus, don't butter. rock the boat. He's the bread and butter. And it's just like, dude, you have got to understand where we're at in the trades yep. now. You don't get to just shit on these guys yeah. and then just churn through them because there's five more behind yep. them. Those days are over. Yeah. If you want a good tradesman in any trade, whether it's yep. mechanic, iron worker, anyone, you got to fucking pay. Yeah. I think that's the exciting part of this time in the trades. Absolutely. People recognize you're going to get a better quality of life now. And there's a lot more coming to the plate for an individual that it's going to be a double edged sword because it's going to go onto the consumer, you know. So it's it's going to be a wash, you know. Like at the end of the day, like yeah, you're going to be making more, but you're going to be spending more. So it's like, you know. but it's it's kind of in my mind, it's more of a balancing of the scales yes. between the white collar and the blue yeah. collar world. Yeah, and so I'm not going to buy the yacht this year, but in two more years, I'm going to buy it because I got a lot of good employees yeah. working for me that. Is building it, and it might take me yep. three years instead of getting it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think the balance of the skilled trades, a lot of it has been on this pendulum where these guys were not valued to their worth in gold. And I think the scales are starting to level out that yeah. these guys, legitimately, we need them. Mm-hmm. Well, and we got to start paying for some of these people yeah. to be around. Because in the trades, I mean, what do you get? 25, 30 years of beating your body? I know. Sure. And, they're and then broke you got down. nothing. You can't they're broke down, yourself. can't yeah. walk. Yeah. So they need to also not just look for retirement, but be able to enjoy their life yeah. and go on these vacations this year, yep. next year, take care of it. And there's a sense of quality of life yeah. that I think the new generation recognizes. The old generation is starting to be like, oh, okay, change See, that's year. where like the I old company I worked for, like my owners, they they saw what they had. Like it was a full, you know, mixed union shop, pipe fitter, plumbing, and uh, sheet metal. So it was fucking like, it was <laughs> scary. Yeah. Like three of the hardest headed motherfuckers, you know, groups Absolutely. of men or women, you know, just, come to one shop. Just toss the little but bomb every out there. One of those, what do you think yeah. of Trump? We had the, yeah, right. <laughs> like we had the best of the best and we only had a cert, a select few. We didn't need billions. Like, right. And you know, it was funny. Like, and you look at all these other huge mechanical companies, like they have just a bunch of, yeah, yeah. we had like, a little bit of the best. Absolutely. And dude, we were just like, you know, they charge a lot more, but you know, you get the best you get product. the quality. And so it was neat, but like, you know, at the end of the day, like these guys bust their ass and the owners saw that and like, you know, would help them out. Like, oh, you've been working so hard and being away from your family. Here's some Disney World tickets for your yeah. kid. Fucking that goes like just buying dinner. Or, see, Absolutely. I, was, I, I was one of those superintendents that when I was in that world, I would buy the entire fucking job site. Like I would call my project manager and be like, dude, I'm buying $700 of pizza today. I was and, just about to say he, pizza they would be is like, the smallest thing. No, I'm like, yeah. how do you not have fucking $700? Absolutely. Like, once every three months, I, like once a month, I tried doing it, but like I would just do it. I'd pay it on my own ass. And I'm yeah. like, God damn it. Like, but you know what? That's what Everybody keeps guys was around. happy, dude. Yes. And like there's dudes just like, I'd be like, hey, let's go to lunch. And I'll take them out to lunch, you know, just one on one. Like, dude, what's going on? You know, it's like, holy fuck, you got some shit going on at home. You know, our industry is just like everybody has a life outside of but work. But instead of shunning you know? them, though, you actually went and were you were proactive, and you're like, okay, maybe I need to cut this guy a little slack, or he needs a mental health day, yeah. or there's a program out there that we should maybe try to get this yeah. guy in and help him a little bit because he's a key player. And yeah. that's and that's where the greed aspect has just gotten out of control in this country. Um, 
people just it, they have totally forgotten it. When you invest in people, and we're not talking a crazy investment like you're yeah. talking about, buying fucking pizza for the job site. Yeah. That goes and it's miles. It's pizza, but it goes miles yep. with people. Yep. Taking the time as a foreman or superintendent to say, what do you got going on at home? Yeah. And you don't have to deal with it. Yeah. You don't have to have a solution yep. just to sit there and listen to the guy and go, dude, that's a lot of shit you yeah. got to deal with. Guess what? Next time the company's hard up and you, you look, Joe, Joe won. Joe won. Joe won. <laughs> no, Joe I, won was pretty I know, good. I yeah, know pretty good. this is going to suck that I have to ask you this, but God damn it. We are up against the wall and I've got to have you work through the holidays. Yeah. Guess what? Joe won, who you took to lunch three or four weeks earlier. You've been buying He'll pizza for He remembers that. And he's yep. like, you know what? I got you. Yep. That's what people don't understand yeah. is those small investments make your people feel important yep. and they reciprocate that and they will bust their ass yeah. for you. Well, like I, it got to the point though. that some of my jobs were going so smooth, but like the guys were overworked, like my subs. And I would see that. And I'd be like, you guys were going on four tens, give them a weekend off. And like yeah. their owners would be like, what the fuck we got? I'm like, my job sites shut down on Fridays where we're working four tens. You know, we do it for like a couple weeks sure. like during the summer. Just or ease that. everybody off. But I'm like, you get more out of the guys. Absolutely. And then they had the day off. But then what sucked is that I found out that it wasn't helping them because their owners would just fucking Put pull them on another, another job, job and nah. work their dicks to the ground. I'm like, that isn't good. Like, I don't There's know, There's a quality of life. Yeah. Absolutely. Europe. Europe. I was just And I don't want, and that's what I hate hours, seeing man. like these new up and coming kids see that. They're just, we work every Saturday. Right. We got work over. It's like, you know what? You put in your time. You know, you say yes to a couple weekends here and there, but like say no, you can say no, yeah. but like also like learn by working your ass off. It'll get you further ahead, shorter period of time. If you just fucking kick dirt all day and fucking not want to learn and ask questions like, you know, you can ask stupid questions. Absolutely, <laughs> you, know, you can. You know, don't you ever let anybody that. tell you you yeah, can't ask but, stupid questions. But the question yeah. that's stupid is the one yeah. that's not asked. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. So it's like, you know, I would always see that on my job sites and I'd be like, dude, what's up? You know, like, and I'd be, go to their forum and be like, what the fuck? These guys don't know what they're doing. Like, he doesn't know how to lay out a bathroom or he doesn't know how teach him. And it's yeah. like, God damn it. Everybody stop. That's Circle not away. my job. Yeah. 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 Not my job. Fuck that. It's that mentality drives me fucking nuts. Or like, you know, oh, that's the drywaller stuff. Or that's, I'm, you know, uh, fuck, you know, just the petty shit that the trades like throw at each other. Absolutely. You know, it's like instead of helping Absolutely. each other, I'm like, you know, we're all building. Like, without all together, of us. Man. It's a, it, that's that's yeah. what people love to talk about is we're a brotherhood in the electrician's yeah. union. We're a brotherhood in the operator's union. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're all out there fucking sweating and laboring together. We can't get a job done without everybody. Absolutely. We're all fucking brothers yeah. in this. So get you off have your one fucking bad high horse. Fucking, when you have one cylinder that's not firing, nothing goes Absolutely. Anywhere. You know, it's, it's- Absolutely. Well, that's where bad. the people just sit there and it's, it's not my job. I don't get paid to do it. Yeah. It's not my problem. So then they take a step back. They yep. bust out Facebook. Yep. Social media yep. all over, whatever. Yep. And they watch the guy struggle. Yeah. God, I used to cringe my nerves. I'd go, I'd go help another person, even like carry drywall. Yeah. If it was in the way of my job, instead of just sitting there taking a break, be like, fuck, let me go help this dude. He's dying over there. I was and the working superintendent. Like nothing was my job. My job was just to you, literally, you I could sit on my, on my desk and put my feet up and just make sure, sure that my schedule's updated. My safety log are taken care and of and everybody's still safe and everyone goes Good. home. But I would be like, oh shit, you know, let's do this. I would, I would be right next to my laborer sweeping floors, you know, and during that sweeping, 
I wasn't just sweeping. I was looking where everybody's at. Absolutely. Progress. They they always thought like I was just dorking around. I'm right. Like, no, dude, I'm bringing it all in, taking it all in. And what I see, that will be going in a report and you will be, you know, up shit's creek without a paddle, you know, if you don't <laughs> get your shit done. But anyways, you know, it's just, it's a different world we're growing up in. And, you know, yeah, just the, the trades. We need more guys that just don't look at it as a bad thing. Yeah. And, and I will say that's, that's also an area where I think the trades can can take back some of that pride. Like I I do feel like those kind of mentalities have really over time, really crept into the trades bad. And, and it's just a, it's a lack of pride in your Mm -hmm. work. Cause it, like Rick was saying, if that guy's got the mentality, it's not my job. Well then fuck you. That's my mentality too. It's not my job. Exactly. And then it just goes downhill and it it just slowly. And I think that's where, the actual trades on an individual level need to step up and go, no, 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 let's take our pride yeah. back and let's yep. show these people what we're actually but all, everything's been stacking for so many years and COVID cracked it all wide open yeah. yep. of everything. That's just the basic guy, not getting valued to the problems on the job site to yep. not doing the jobs and not showing up. And people wonder so, why people aren't going back to work. Because they get shit on every Absolutely. day. Absolutely. You know, some is, it's their own. You know, they, this is a famine recipe for failure for some industry, though. So, yeah. I mean, you're going to get shit on in the trade. Yeah. But you got to you got to also learn that you could also make a career. Yeah. And if you don't like, like you said, you could say no. You could also apply and change jobs. Yeah, I, I went from right. So a bitch to a superintendent to a project manager of a large, you know one of the largest, you know, mechanical companies in greater Detroit to just get burned out. It wasn't for me. I sure. loved every bit of the experience. I just need to try something. Absolutely. You know, and you've got so that freedom to move around scary. in the trades. You know, I felt bad leaving them, but I'm like, it, it, it's worse if I stayed Yeah, for you guys and me. Sure. And but then I self care is huge, yeah. man. So, but you know, I'm still friends with them. You know, you never, like, if you don't like your job, don't shit where you, you know, because our industry, I don't care what trade you're in. It is a small fucking world, man. It's a network. Absolutely. You know, but you could call somebody is, up and go back. Yeah. Oh, I could go back, I think, right? Well, I will say <laughs> yeah. that's where a lot of this newer generation, they're about to learn a real fucking hard lesson. Like this Next shit? recession, dude, next recession, yeah. these kids that are just jumping around and every two, yep. three days jumping around, yep. next time it gets tight, they're yeah. going to learn a real fucking hard lesson. Yeah. So I, I know a couple guys that done that, you know, they're just... They chase the money, which is yep. fine, but they know they're good. Yeah. They are that good that they, they don't care to be loyal to, you know, one company. Sure. They just care to do awesome jobs and collect the money and go. You and know, in the right that. circumstances, if you know that, if you that. know that, that's awesome. Yep. But like if you come in and just reputation. make a little bit of money and then leaving somebody high and dry for no that, fucking that's reason. That's what I was about to say. There's a huge it difference. It costs so much money to bring somebody on. Right. And then lose them and then go back to... That's what it's yeah, exactly. bridge burning right there is what yeah. you see. That's you I was gonna say you can do that yeah. in the appropriate way. Correct. And you will be totally fine. Yep. But it's the guy that shows up on a Monday and is gone on Thursday with no call. Yeah. And then you get a text, where's my check? Yeah. Guess what, buddy? Fuck you. Yeah. So Monday. I had that guy wait for two weeks before he even got a hold of me to collect his money. Ah, uh, that's all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's because he was young and scared. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> You damn pussies. Gen Z. What the fuck? Well, guys, I hate to cut it off, but we are sitting at almost two fucking hours on this thing. Oh, seriously? I'm dead serious. So I wanna I wanna thank you for coming on the show. 
Yeah, absolutely. This has been a blast, and I'm I'm gonna say yeah, this right like, now. Yeah, this awesome. will not Appreciate be the only time me. you're coming back. Rock and roll. This is this has been a good dialogue. Yeah, felt, next time there better be whiskey, not Red Bull. <laughs> you were the one that claimed you had bourbon. I in will the truck. bring. I know I left it. <laughs> thanks, guys. The, the new guys got to bring it, right? Yeah, right. All I right. Like thanks it. for hey. listening, guys. We'll catch you on the next episode of Swag and Grime.